are two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Episode 205, starting up. How's everyone doing? Join me each and every single week. It's Sergeant McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Tired, man. Oh, I was tired. I, tired. I literally, instead of streaming today, I I had a, I still kind of have like a, a throat, like an itch in my throat. I'm not sick, but I was just, I felt exhausted, so I literally just... Took my kid to school, came back, and then passed out and woke up around 1.30 this afternoon, and I feel it's, like a new man. It's like uh, it's like one story is like, hey, guys, there's a cool new game out. And then 75 <laughs> stories of the gaming culture crashing around us. <laughs> right. It's, it's all going, coming down. It's, it's, everything's going crazy. So on today's show, we're going to be talking about... Uh, there's a game out there called Dreams. Uh, it's on a PlayStation. It's like I think a thirty dollar game. Uh, basically, it's all creatives. The makers of the people that made Little Big Planet. They made a game, so we're gonna talk about that a little bit. I'm mean, very impressed with it. It's very very cool looking. Uh, we have Destiny 2's a new approach to armor mods. Uh, there's a big catch though. There's a big catch, and it's very convoluted, but that's the par for the course. Uh, State of the K2 getting a free massive update. We'll talk about that. I might jump back into that to see what that is. Uh, PS5 and Xbox, uh, their costs might be fluctuating. We don't know any of the costs of the systems yet, but there are rumors right now what PlayStation's costs are, and we'll talk about that later in the show. Call of Duty, my favorite game, Sarge. You know me. I love Call of Duty. We're going to be talking about Call of Duty because of the uh, the uh, warfare, the modern warfare battle royale map. Uh, there's some concerns. There's two There's two different sides. People are excited. Then people are also not excited about what it is. people, bro. It's going to be even more epic than ever. Uh, we're going to talk about No Man's Sky. Just came out with an update yesterday. Haven't played it yet. I was going to play it today on stream. Instead, I took a nap. Um, it's got living spaceships. And we'll talk about more updates that they've done with that. We're going to talk about Wilson. Is that how you say it? I know some people are calling it Volson, even though it's a W. Uh, and That's it's Wilson. I call it Wilson. Um, we'll talk about like, that kinda game. Like, kind of like Wilson. Right, but you're like... You have a lisp. You have a, li a lisp for it, right? It's like a. Uh, and then we're gonna talk about the Sonic movie. The Sonic movie. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Haven't seen it yet, but we're gonna talk about what it's been doing, and uh, that's on the show today. Up first, we're gonna be talking about Division Two. Division Two. I've been playing pretty much nonstop for the last week since last since last yeah since last like Tuesday Wednesday when they made the update announcement. Uh, the update doesn't come out till March. Um, it's $3 right now on the Xbox store. I was like, I gotta buy it for Sarge. It's $3. I was like, even if he doesn't even play with us, I think he'll like the story. So I purchased it. And when I purchased it, I gave it to him. I said, you have it in your, in your inbox. He goes to check and says, Brain gave it to me too. So both me and Brain at the exact same time gifted Sarge a $3 game, because that's how highly we think of him. We gave him a $3 game. And, uh... He started to play it. He's, he's about five to six hours in. Let me tell you, Division 1 and Division 2 is the only games that I've regretted buying at launch. 
I've never regretted any game, and I've played No Man's Sky. I have Fallout 76, right? but I regretted Division 1, and I gre- regretted buying Division 2. Not to say that they're not good games. I think Division 1 and Division 2 are great games just for the campaign alone. It's about a 30 to 40 hour campaign, maybe a little bit longer, all depending on you know your, your play style and stuff. Um, so basically, um, no, I, yeah, right. I didn't regret, I didn't regret buying Anthem. You're right. You're right. Tweak. I didn't, I didn't regret, I bought, I regretted buying division, but not Anthem. Um, I actually had a lot of fun with, with, uh, division one and division two. What got me interested in division two is that there was episodes that I missed over the last year, right? It's been out for one year. Okay. Um, it's been out for one year and, I never played episode one. I never played episode two. I never played episode three. It was after you bought, if you bought the standard game, you got the season pass type of thing. But the season pass people that bought it, got it instantaneously when it came out. And then everyone else had to wait seven days after that. So there's one where you're, you're in a zoo. There's another expansion that you're uh, at the Pentagon. And then there's another one where you're at Coney Island. And I thought the best one out of the three was the Pentagon one. We just did the Coney Island one yesterday. I think they're cool boards. I love the atmosphere. I love the level design. I love the graphics of the way it is. It feels like the world. I know it sounds weird. It feels like it's alive, even though it's a post-apocalyptic and there's not many people on the road, but just it feels lived in, right? Because of the way the cars are and the garbage pile up. And when you go into a building, you see like every place you go into tells a story. Right? Like, you look at it and go, why is that car flipped upside down? Like, what happened here, right? Like, why is there a two-story garbage pile of bags out this window? Like, everywhere you look, there's, like, a story without telling a story. There's just something there. It's like A, it, a little a little less than what Bethesda used to do, but a story nonetheless. Actually, I don't know if they did less than Bethesda. I think it's a— No, it's, Bethesda, it's, Bethesda is the king of putting things in a room and telling a story without saying it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but— the level design itself, though, I think is is very good. So this game is worth, at launch, $60 for a 40-hour 40, 40 gameplay for just the the single player, I think is good. Because you can play single player, you can play co-op, you can play all through the story missions, okay? Over the years, though, Division has listened to the public, listened to the consumers, right? Listened to the customers. They've They've basically made every single change we've talked about, Sarge. For Destiny, that we've talked about for Destiny, Division developers have put all of those things inside of the Division themselves, which I find hysterical. And I don't know what it is. We talked about it a little bit last week. I said, I don't know why I like Destiny more than Division. I think it's because it's sci-fi. I'm, I'm more of a sci-fi guy than I am a realistic guy, right? Like, I don't want to be in the in the real-world realm. And that's why I don't think I like Division as much as I did like Destiny. They're, they're doing the same things. Division's actually doing it better, in my opinion. But yet it's getting less recognition because it's not a fantasy shooter. It's not a thing. It's just based in the real world. It's Tom not, Clancy. Not the king, it's not the king of sci-fi shooters. Right. Right. But I love it. They have gear sets, right? The new update that comes out next week or two weeks from now, you can literally take a perk off a gun and or a piece of armor and put it on the weapon that you want to use. While you're running around the world, there's constant things happening. There's, like, public events. There's different random things to go search. There's random uh, bounty hunter missions, like boss battles. You know what I mean? Like, 
randomly sure. happening on the right. map. Many, many events, many events on. You don't you don't get that with Destiny, right? Destiny has the well, public you have, events. You have the you have the events in Destiny that, that happen in those in the certain sections. That's what happens. Right, just That's... the public events. What I'm saying, you don't have like yeah. world bosses or anything like that. You have world no. bosses here. You have it's scaling with you as you go up. So if I come in with you, it scales. And if you come in with me, it scales, right? Your loot's your loot, okay? All of this stuff is is done very well within Division. And then there's the Dark Zone. The Dark Zone I haven't touched in Division 2. Um, what got me back into Division 2, though, is the Hardcore mode. I've been playing the Hardcore mode. Um, I, I started a brand new character. What I like about the Hardcore mode, which you won't get it until you actually play it, is... There's meaning behind it, right? Every single encounter that you go up against could be your last, okay? Meaning you've put in six hours, you die, you've lost six hours. You put in 30 hours, you die, you lose 30 hours. But why would you want to put yourself through that? Why would you Why would you want to play a game for 20, 15, 20 hours with one character and then make the wrong call and then die and lose all your progress? Do you, isn't, that, isn't, that, isn't that stupid? Do you, do you remember when State of Decay 1 did this? Remember the guy that cried because he had his character like 62 hours worth of that one character in, in Destiny? Or I'm sorry. He made the wrong choice. And he died, right? And he lost his character, and he was literally sobbing. He, he showed it. He, the, the big fat guy ripped him in half. Yeah. He, yeah. It's, he, he was sobbing. A bloater. Okay? He was sobbing uh, because he lost that character. There's something about it. When you're playing Division and you're going in, you're like, like, okay, there's an instance that happened where there's these hunters that roam the board, okay? And I wasn't sure if this was one of those moments. All of a sudden, my screen started flickering, and I couldn't use my, my tech. And I was like, oh, I was like, I don't know what this is. I was like, I'm getting out of here because I don't want to die right now. I want to continue going through with my hardcore, so I backed away, right? There's sometimes down a control point or just random guys down the street that all of a sudden I, I pick a fight with. And all of a sudden, I'm about to die, and I'm like, oh my god, i got to run back. You don't get that when you're playing on the normal point of division. In the normal, you just Doesn't run you at die, them, just, right? There's matter. no consequence whatsoever. I don't lose right. anything. I don't. My, my gear doesn't get damaged. I don't have to repair it. I don't have to do any of that. It's just, I die. It's an inconvenience, barely noticeable. As uh, Screen Rant says, it, it's a, barely an inconvenience. Wouldn't even notice, right? Like... And then you just run back and do the same thing over again, right? There's no loss of anything. But with hardcore, when you get in there, you're like, oh, man, if I make a wrong heart, decision heart, here. Heart starts pumping a little bit. Right. You get this little. Wanna, right. You want to know if you made the right choice. Right. Especially, especially if you're playing by yourself. Right. Right. There's moments that you're like, eh. And if you, if you try to run in, you could die, and that'd be it. What I also like is the vendors. In normal mode, vendors never buy anything. Never buy anything from the vendors because there'll always be something better for you out there, and it doesn't matter if you die because you can just try different things. But with hardcore, okay, you want the best gear on you as possible for armor because you don't want to die, right? So then you start picking up stuff, and then the guy is selling something. You're like, oh well, I have a shot. I have a shotgun, and this guy's selling something that makes my shotgun more powerful. So I'm gonna buy this because I don't know if I'm gonna find this, and this has better armor, better perks. So you different. buy. Comes, it becomes a different flow, right? Yes, you need that stuff as opposed to just grinding for gear, right? So, in the regular version of Division, the vendors I mean, if you're new, you can go buy stuff, but they really don't mean anything. But in hardcore mode, you're like, Oh, yeah, this is actually cool. Okay, where can I find this other piece now? Because I want to make the three set, I want to get the gear set brand going on. So, it's a, it's a really 
interesting effect that it has on you. So if you're playing Division 2, try playing hardcore mode. Now, mind you, you're in for a punishment if you want to go in the dark zone because the dark zone is PvP. And if you're playing PvP with one life to live, then you're done. So if you have a level 30 character and you go into the dark zone, some guy level level 50 or whatever, level 500, might blow the shit out of you, right? And just murder you on purpose because it makes him laugh, okay? So I'm staying out of the PvP zone, but I'm enjoying the PvE. So, Sarge, you started playing five hours of it, right? Tell me tell yeah. me your first thoughts and what you think about the game so far uh, in Division 2. I mean, I, level, level design, yes, is definitely a perk. I really enjoy the fact of the level design and how, and how they went about maybe watching in DC. I think the clutter sometimes is just over the top ridiculous. I, I, you know, what I what I find hilarious is in the little safe zones that you have, where you can buy gear and you know find some other kind of weapon things and team up with some people. That there's always people inside those locations. They're like, like windexing a window. <laughs> like there's a giant <laughs> pile of garbage outside the window, just burning cars, and some dude just making sure like. I'm taking pride in the building that we're living in, and I'm going to Windex this window. Right. Like, it makes it, it makes it hilarious a little bit to me, like, the, the realism of, like, okay, so we're trying to come back from the brink here, right? Starts, the, starts the, the cleaning crazies, windows, man. Starts right, the cleaning windows. The crazies windows. are out there to get us, and we have to come back from the brink. Like, I, I get it. The level design is great. I like the weapons. A lot of them are a little samey, though. I, I get the way the guns fire, but a lot of them are samey. So it comes down to what kind of mods and, and bonus gear things that you have on for a weapon that makes it a little bit more OP than just having a gun, right? So in this game, since the, the, the reticule is so small and range combat is from a mid to long range engagement because you don't want to be up close when you're fighting these AI guys, especially if they have like explosives or, you know, close combat weapons. Right. Uh, so I make sure that my guns that I'm using either have a burst fire or single shot fire, and I make sure the accuracy is as high as it goes. But whatever I can find the best accuracy for. Because I want to make sure that I'm landing shots the whole time. Like, you just can't spray and play. I do think they give you a little too much ammo, though. Like, that's the other thing that breaks the realism for me a little bit, is that you're, I'm walking around with an M161. I'm, 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 okay, I'm walking around with an M16, let's just say, right? I got it on burst fire, but I got 400 rounds or 500 rounds yeah. of fucking like M16 ammo. I'm like, all right, let's, like, I get it. I, you don't want to you don't want to break the combat by like oh man I'm out of ammo I, again oh I'm out of ammo again real, real quick like I I know you don't want that but at the same time no soldier is <laughs> walking around with 600 rounds I, of I, 762 I like, have a, I have an L, I have an LMG it's called the Stoner right it has 900 rounds yeah. and one clip has 200 so I start opening fire it's like it's cool. Yeah, it, I, <laughs> it's it, like listen, I, get I it. can it's kill cool, everybody but... without ever reloading. Yeah, I just I just think it, it's a fine line for me. I, I, I pick stuff like this. But for me, I just think that you should have less ammo, but everybody you kill has some type of ammo on. Them, right. So like you might run out of like your main weapon. Right. And have to use your pistol for a little while until you kill some guys with your pistol. Then you, they drop rifle ammo and then you pick up that one and you, and you kind of walk around like I'll give you a good example. And I, and I hate to use it, but it's still the king of first-person shooters. Right. Do you remember how Halo was? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. You'd have max ammo. You, you feel tough. You get into, like, one skirmish, and now I'm out of ammo. And now I have to switch weapons to something else because I'm out of ammo. There's no ammo for this gun anywhere. Right. right? It makes you use other weapons. Right. Yeah. So I, I, like, I like that kind of 
I like that kind of feel where every engagement counts, especially when you base it in reality. Like I Destiny, I don't mind as much. You know what I mean? Because Destiny's Destiny. It's a sci-fi fantasy. We can we can stretch the truth a little bit. But this is grounded. Like you're talking about like end of the world, diseases, we're, we're trying to come back from the ring, we're trying to grow food, people are running amok in the streets, and some dude's running around with a thousand rounds of seven six two. Like, yeah and no. Like, well, Let's. I get it. It's 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 a little hiccup for me because it's a it's a realistic type. Yeah, of Yeah, but game where do you where do, where do you draw the line though? Because your guy carries a lot of ammo, and he was also carrying like seven hundred seven hundred uh, well, guns and of, and pieces of armor and all this other yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of instead of the the typical rifle type thing, I think you're allowed to hold X number of three types of ammo. Right? You have the three guns, three types of ammo, and then when you kill guys. They're dropping the ammo that you have. Listen, there's not like 75,000 different kinds of ammo. Whatever the common ammo type is going to be is going to be in the war zone because there's no factory somewhere pumping out bullets. You know what I mean? Right. This is storehouses and stuff, and ammo is being replenished slowly because people are shooting all day long, 24 seconds. Right, right. It needs right? to be a little bit more. Yeah, I right. got you. So 22s, 9 millimeters, probably 5.56. Five, I'm sure 7.62 is in, 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 in decent supply. But if the war's been going on for five years, everyone's got an assault rifle. Eventually, the ammo goes down a little bit. It's harder to find. Right. So, so you hang on to the good ammo for the boss fights, and you're using like nine millimeters and shit for like the street skirmishes. You know, just I don't know. That's just me. Besides that, I like the missions. I like the level design. I like how it's vertical as well as horizontal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I like how everything's fucking hidden. Okay. Yeah. Like, it makes you explore things, the map. It makes you explore the map. Things don't glow and say, "Pick me up." Right, you have to be within a certain range of it for it to have like a little color discoloration, and you're like, oh, it's a backpack I can open. Like I like, I like that because it's more immersive. I'm checking out everything. I'm walking around wall edges. I'm checking out every body. You know, I'm trying to. I'm right, trying to there's a out there's a point to do it. Is. There's a purpose to do it because you have you you collect all the the tech, you collect all the drinks, you collect all the food. Right. You're giving it to control points. You're taking over territories. You're taking over. There's a meaning behind it. I always talk about video games. If you're going to do something, make sure you do it, and there's a purpose for it to be in the game, right? Yeah. Some of the guns, though, are a little samey. Like, they they fire the same. They feel the same. Certain weapons don't, but for the majority of it, it's kind of the same. So you don't really get, like, a good feel for the weapon. It's more along the lines of, can I get shots on target the way I need to? Like, that's... That's how you're playing. Fix your camera; it's blurry. Not nah, just that's everybody's just drunk. Just hold your hand in front of it for a second. It'll, yeah, it'll... Every, everybody, uh, everyone's drunk who watches me. That's not really. Yeah, not... this is how Inky sees. I didn't know that. that's. This is how you see Linky. This Inky is sees just, like that always. Always a blur. It's like someone not wearing glasses. It's fantastic. <laughs> Um, are, we, are we gonna focus you, or what? Do, 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 you know what? Fuck it. Do, you can hear me. You don't need to see me. Do you, do you know what I think a game like this is missing? And I know this is. I'm hitting a niche market, but I would love that instead of going out and having this backpack with two hundred slots where you can hold all the ammo and all the gloves and all the armor and all this other stuff. Okay, it fixed it. All right. Uh, well, apparently not. Don't worry about it. I'll just. I'm not so. Instead of having a game like this where you go out in the world and there's a backpack and you have 200 slots and you're constantly just throwing stuff in it, right? So at the end, I think – because it then becomes an inventory management, right? 
And I don't like this. Destiny does it. Anthem does it. Division does it. Warframe does it. Everyone does. Actually, Warframe doesn't do it, right? But it's always an inventory management system then instead of actually playing the game. Like you play for an hour and then you have all your whole backpack. You go into the, to the base and you sit there for 20 minutes, 30 minutes going through all the stuff, looking at stats, looking at all the stuff. I want to see a developer come out with a game sort of like a division, okay? Sort of like division. But instead of putting all the stuff in your backpack, when you find something, you look at it right then and there and go, what is it? Do I want to keep this? Like, I have an AR. I find an LMG. Is this gun better than the gun that I'm using? If it is, I can break that shit down right then. I could use the LMG or the AR, okay? But I only get to pick, hold three guns. Pistol, secondary, primary gun, okay? Everything else, I break down and take a piece from it. Likes hoarding. No, I understand that. I understand that. And if you want to do that, that's great. Then you have to pick up your gun, travel back to base or 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 a, or a hideout, a safe house, and drop the stuff off. Okay, but collecting two hundred guns and then going back and then just dumping them, you just sit there and you're like, I'm gonna dismantle, dismantle, dismantle. Just dismantle it while you're doing it. You find a gun, you're like, oh man, there's a good perk on this gun. Let me take the perk off this gun. You break down the gun. You take the perk off that gun. You put it. So as you're going through the board, you're literally leveling up and making your gear the best at that moment it is, right? You got you to gotta fix your camera. I can't look at this. For, there it is. Hey! I don't, I, oh, I don't know what, what to tell you. What's happening? So, I don't know what to tell you. So I think they should, they, they should do something like that when you're playing a video game like this, right? Make it different. I'm tired of all these same games doing inventory management after an hour and a half of playing, there's two hours of inventory management, right? I gotta ask for more. Gotta ask for more stash. I need well, more I, stash. I, I think I think that the the developers, look, everybody's trying to make the game easier and easier, which I don't like anyway. But if we're gonna go down that road now anyway, then it should be that if you pick up a weapon, if we have a gear type game where certain gear makes a gun better, then when you pick up a gun, it should just say. Currently, what you have on you right now, you can do this much damage with the gear you have right now. Press button to equip, and it equips everything. The the, the, knee, the yeah, knee pad, okay. the helmet, the hat, whatever, all in one shot and says this gun's the best gun to use right then and there for ease of convenience. Now, the Vision does do the whole green-red thing. Yeah, yeah. It's good, it's bad, but the problem is is that just because it does more damage doesn't make it a no, better gun. No, Because it depends on how fast the gun fires. And right, rounds per minute, accuracy, accuracy right. what right. So what it, damage it does to what you thing to you're like shooting. You've got to do like right. a little algebraic equation there before you can figure out which gun's better. You know, my way of better is I'm level seven. What level's the gun? Eight, done. I don't even care. I don't <laughs> even care what the gun is yet because I, 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 I understand that the game is when you get to max level gear, then you start making gear sets. Right. As far as I'm leveling, I just keep changing guns. But that's like, what I think they how should about, change. How do I like this though? gun? How do I like this gun? Right. This gun looks good. I just I just figure like when you find a purple, you're like, oh, it's a purple. I'm gonna keep it. Right. You you find all this gear and you carry it all, and it's like just break it down. You're either gonna use it now or you're never gonna use it. Type of thing. Okay. Because you're always gonna find something better, and you might switch your build going on down the road. And I also think a game like this should be where. You can only equip three things and then move on, right? You just it, it like locks you. You like leave the once you leave the safe house, you're locked. You can't change guns or do different things like once you're on the mission. I don't know. I think hardcore mode should be this, right? Like I'm okay if you play normal mode and you can switch and you have 200 capacity and all this other stuff, but hardcore mode should be 
this is what you get, this is what you use, and if you find something else in the world... Wasn't there, wasn't that, there survival mode in New York? Didn't they have a survival yeah, mode? so that was the okay, best so, mode no, 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 I get in the it. game. What I'm saying is, is you, can, you can have that running in the background the whole time. Like, you have to carry water and food on you. And while you're walking around, you don't have to say eat. You don't have to say, I gotta eat, press the button to eat. But if you have it on you, it shows you right. It goes it down. Says, right. And then when you're out of food, it says you're out of food. Right. You better. You gotta find. Yeah, five minutes food. before you starve to death. Right. Or not starve to death, but starve to death. You, you can't run, or you you be moved slower. There's there's some kind of negative thing, or the water, the water thing, same thing. You're out of water, so you have to keep looking for shit, like that. I, I mean, I applaud those kind of realistic things in a realistic game like this. Right. But you can't put that type of mechanic in every type of game because it no. doesn't work. But I think hardcore mode, instead of just dying once and you're dead, I think hardcore mode should be a little bit more hardcore, right? Like, I believe well, hardcore that... Hardcore should be that. Hardcore should be... That's hardcore. what I'm saying. So, like, hardcore, it's permadeath. I have, to, I have to say, fighting the guys, I feel like I'm taking my time, right? And I'm being methodical. I throw my grenades out, put my, my drone up and stuff like that. And I'm taking guys out pretty good, Right? On, on easy mode or normal mode, I get overwhelmed, and I'm running and gunning and doing all this stuff. But on hard mode, I feel like it's easier. But knowing that if I die, that's it, right? If I die, it's, it's, just, it. it's it. It's just the way you approach it. When when there's no consequence for death in a video game, you'll do whatever. Right. You Rambo like, it. You'll, you try, just... you'll try whatever because it doesn't matter. Right. That's why you get the coolest uh, vids on YouTube for any kind of Call of Duty or Battlefield uh, vids. because. Right. People do whatever kind of crazy thing they can possibly think of. Right, because there's no consequence to it, right? Right, right. Well, like, oh, just respond. Making a realistic game where it's permadeath. You know, I, I, I think it would be interesting if they if they made it to where there was like a a mode where you play with your buddies. It's permadeath, and it goes like maybe for two or three days, right? It starts on a Friday and ends like on a Monday, right? And then it goes in segments. Like it's a it's a it's like a mission you go through that takes like a couple hours, almost kind of like a mini raid. Okay. And then you see who makes it, right? You have like a thousand teams start playing, and at the end of the first day, there's not many guys left. Maybe there's only five hundred teams, right? It's like it's like a giant battle royale, but based in the permadeath. Now, every, not everyone fighting against each other, but everyone's trying to go through the the actual. How raid. far you can make it through the raid? How far you can right. make it? And right. by day four. And now, if you lose your buddies, whoever's left, now you have to buddy up with those guys. So, so what you're and saying, so then basically, by the end, you have like the most crazy tactical <clears throat> team at the end because they're the ones that have made it. So what you're saying is, you want to make it a cannonball run, battle royale. I don't, I don't know if it's a cannonball run. I just think it would be cool to have it to where it's an elimination. Like you, you're, a mission comes up, like a Hitman mission, like from the game Hitman, right? Uh, they send you hit. They send you missions via. Uh, DLC, right? The, this mission for the, the the Caribbean episode or the Russian episode. Same thing, except it's done in Division. We're gonna invade this area. This is the raid. This is day one, and you don't you don't know the whole thing. All you know is day one. They give you the little map. You do a little strategic thing. They tell you where the hard points are gonna be. You figure it out and you go through it, right? Live or die. Okay, spec out your team. Right, and that's day one. Whoever makes it day one gets a certain amount of gear. Then the next day, day two starts, like an actual day. Right. Now, they don't do this 24-7. It's like an event. Maybe right. it happens once a season. 
Right. Everybody grinds. The next stage everybody, is... Everybody grinds to get ready for it. And at the end of the season, this kind of elimination thing comes out. Right. You have 24 hours to complete that stage. And the next stage starts the next day, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. I got you. <clears throat> so what else? What else? Have you have you figured out anything else in the game? Or you, you're still... I, I, I'm total noob. I, I, I haven't spent a dime of money. And I haven't spent a dime of any of the resources I've picked up. All I've done is clear out zones... And when somebody cries and says, I don't have any food, then I just keep giving them stuff to see what it does. Did for you get zone. the loot at the control points once you once you beat the control um, point? Yeah, it says something about look at the supply stash. Yeah, there's a supply stash. You every, should get those. Supply stash. Yeah. So you have to look around the board. Yeah, yeah. You, you, want, you want to do those supply stashes. All right. So let's go. Let's go from that. And let's go over to uh, Sonic. Right. Sonic movie came out it's been out for a week sonic the hedgehog has been the biggest opening weekend of any video game movie in the history now obviously movie movie video game adaptations of movies suck. all suck right i think the best one was like final fantasy um what was that one that final fantasy yeah that's I don't, the... I don't think so i think i think maybe the hitman movie did more better than that one did. <clears throat> or doom i think was the best one the rocks oh, doom, doom. No, it was actually one of the mo the best the best I, ones. It, it, I would have to look it up. It's got to be in one of those kind of categories. But <clears throat> well, actually, first, it, first of all, I want I want credit. I want credit for the toxic masculine males who went to go see the movie. Right. If it wasn't for them, it wouldn't have be it, it wouldn't right. be number it one. For the toxic masculine men to go watch Sonic that we wouldn't have broke the record. So I want to know why the media won't thank us. All right. So this article comes from uh, Polygon. Okay, Sonic the Hedgehog records opening weekend video game uh, movie ringing up an estimated $57 million domestic box office uh, overtake last year's Detective Pikachu at 54. So Pikachu was the highest one uh, of last year. Sonic's 57 million figure in three-day total per Hollywood Reporter for the four-day weekend um, projected to be 68 million domestically haul over Blue Blur. Uh, Blur, Blue Blur. Sonic's uh, opening estimated 21 million on Friday. Likewise, edges Detective Pikachu first day take of 20.5 million on May 10th of 2019. The figures provide surprise happy ending for Paramount. Around the time Detective Pikachu was premiering last spring, Sonic, Sonic fans were open to a revolt against the character's original CGI when Pikachu came out. Uh, moreover, he looked so so bad. I'm so glad they uh, they fixed it. Moreover, the Sonic 4-day estimate gives Paramount the best opening weekend since Mission Impossible Fallout from the summer of 2018. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate was a distribution big, uh, uh, biggest opener of 2019, pulling in a, a whopping $29 million, and it didn't make much more than that after that because <laughs> that one was pretty bad. Uh, critically speaking, Sonic the Hedgehog is just a short Detective Pikachu, according to the two big uh, Rotten Tomato scores of 69% and 63% for Pikachu. Uh, the, Met the Metacritic also hit it with 53 to 46 Pikachu. Still, Sonic the Hedgehog is now the third video game film to get better than 50% on Rotten Tomatoes following the breakthrough performance of Dwayne The Rock Johnson's uh, Rampage back in 2018. All right, so just put it in perspective. First of all, game video game adaptations always come across as crappy, right? However, the technical effects are getting better and better, especially the CG in movies so we, they can do more about a video game and make it more video game ish than trying to do reality and put a video game in the middle of it right right that's number one number two you have to give credit to sonic's precedent okay because the precedent set by sonic is now the fans are not toxic the fans know who sonic is if you're going to make a movie that's 35 years old about a character in a video game 
that wasn't as popular as fucking Mario, but you still wanted to make a movie about it. It's a knockoff Mario. Then maybe, yeah. maybe, just maybe, you should make it look like fucking Sonic. And so when the fans revolted, it wasn't because they were trying to be toxic. It was because, hey, fuck nut, you just made a demonic cat on the screen. You didn't <laughs> make Sonic it the was, hedgehog. It was so bad. Right? So, so bad. By listening to the fans, it set a precedent because it wasn't. It was a a win for the fans. Now, I don't believe a hundred percent in the fact that fans should dictate how the movie or game should be. However, since developers no longer I guess commit themselves to the actual project anymore. It's about what they can put in the game as opposed to making the story of the game. Right? So that's the difference. If you were going to come out with an actual plan and you were going to make a game based off of this story that we're making up and we're going to follow through with it, it's one thing. But if you're going to keep jumping around, we got to put this in the game, we got to put a BR in the game, I got to put this in the game. Then it's not about the game anymore. It's about what we can get in there to get as many players in the game, and that's that's the problem with development side of it because you can't listen to fans because the fans will keep saying everything. Well, I I want PvP fixed. I want PVE fixed. I want this and this. I want this and and you can't please everybody. You're supposed to have a you're supposed to have an idea. You're supposed to follow through with the idea, make the game, and sell the game. I I Do not try to cover all the bases. Well, I agree. Sonic is saying, hey, wait a minute, maybe the fans are not crazy. Well, I agree with you and disagree with you a little bit, right? So I agree with most of you said. The disagreement of what I have is if a character comes out for the very first time, it's a brand new IP, if it doesn't matter if it's a movie, doesn't matter if it's a book, doesn't matter if it's a, a, a video game, right? The artist that's making that has 100% full ex uh, exclusive rights to what that character is the first time they're showing it to us, right? Once they show it to us, they don't know if it's going to be successful, if it's going to be a shit, you know, a fest or whatever. It's going to be a, a bomb, okay? They have no idea. They're they're taking what they envision in their head, put it out there for the consumers to take in, and if they're going to like it, love it, hate it, right? Once it becomes successful, okay, like Star Wars, like a Star Trek, like a Doctor Who, like any once, of – once it has established credibility. Right. Once it's established in credibility and it has that, which I always call the, the super fans, right? The season ticket holders of that genre, of that IP. And then they take it off the deep end and take it completely three, you know, 360 or I'm sorry, 180 or 180 from, from what they did. The fan base that paid their money towards it is like, hey, what are you doing here? First of all, we love Sonic, and that's not what Sonic looks like, right? That looks like a, a cat had sex with a human, and it's a hedgehog, okay? And now they fixed it, right? At this point, the consumers, I think, were correct. Like, what are you doing? That's, that's an abomination. You need to fix that right away, okay? When it comes to, like, Star Wars, I think they also have the right to be like, hey, if you're going to market it to older fans with the original cast... And then give this abomination, right? Because what what they showed about Sonic is basically what the new trilogy was, and we'll talk about that in a second later, okay? But I think fans, to a certain point, once that IP reaches out, yes, you're still an artist, you still have reign to to do what you want with the story and stuff like that. But when you start 
faring off to the path of what you originally pitched to these, these uh, to the fans. Because if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have. You wouldn't have. You wouldn't have all, it. First of all, did you ever believe for a moment that Sonic the Hedgehog would do well? No, I did said you it for a moment. I said it. I said it when they showed it last year. I said this movie will bomb in the box office if they keep it like this, and it would have. But because they came back and they re re reimagined it, I think later in the podcast I said I think it'll do pretty well. I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll be a blockbuster, but I stand corrected. Right? It's 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 almost yeah, like. Problem. The problem with Hollywood, though, is once they smell blood in the water, they think they can do whatever they want. Right so now that Sonic did well, be prepared. Donkey Kong and everything else. Three or yeah, or more yeah. IPs of video game things are going to come down the pike. Yeah. because of it. Yeah, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, Frogger. Watch, they're all going to they're all going to come out. Well, I might not be that far back, but you better you better believe it. Nintendo's going to be making a fucking Mario movie. You better you better believe they'll do a live action Mario movie with Mario as a CGI character, not, not the, uh, Mario brothers one with, uh, John Leguizamo back I, in the day. Listen, I don't think, I don't think they can actually make a, a Mario brothers a movie at all because everything would be too racist. <laughs> True. The whole, the whole thing would be too racist. I, they would, they, first of all, they would make up their own Italian demographic and then say that that Italian demographic is offended. That's by, not what I look like. I'm right. Italian. Right. Huh. Like the, the that, that's how it would go to it. It wouldn't be like actual Italians would be mad that there's a movie about right. fucking plumbers with right. Italian names. They'd have to invent their own hate group and then say that right. they don't like it. <laughs> right. Right. That's what it would happen. But I, I'm glad that Sonic's doing well. And and hopefully what Sarge has said, hopefully they do come up with other ideas. Right. I haven't seen it. I want to I want to go see it with my son. Right. He's interested in seeing it. So we'll, we'll see what the movie's like. Everyone says it's a fun movie. Right. Like you're not going in going. Hmm. Sonic's not from this world, so you're not really like diving into like the lore of Sonic, right? You're just having a good time watching. Um, if they make a Legend of Zelda movie and Link, uh, Link speaks, people will go ape shit. Ah, you know, I don't think they listen, will though. Here, here's here's the trick on that one, Duplass. Ready? Now, in your mind, okay, without going too crazy in video game world, how do you picture Legend of Zelda using movies you already know about? Right. So for me. Legend of Zelda would have to be a cross between an Indiana Jones and a Lord of the Rings. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd have to be someone who's intelligent, who is looking for whatever he needs to go find, but at the same time, it's grounded more in, like, this fantasy world. Otherwise, it comes across as cheap. You know? It'll just come across as cheap. How do you? How would you even make a Legend of Zelda? Like you, you, the tone, the tone alone would be hard to. Right, to it'd be nail pretty, down. pretty difficult to. Right, it's very difficult. You can't just take any game and do it. I don't like, think. I don't think I want to see a movie though. I would like to see a. If they do a Legends of Zelda, I would like to see like a series, like a mini series. I think that would be a better fit for it. You mean like a Mandalorian? Yeah, like a Mandalorian or. Yeah, I think that'd be. A but he doesn't have to save the princess, right? Like, that's... You'd have to come across on that. You would have to come across or as some sort of story. Have to be, or would it have to be the princess then? Well, Sarge has to learn how to stay up on his mic. That's that's why he's uh, getting quieter, uh, Duplass. <clears throat> yeah, they would, have to, they would have to do something along the lines... I, like, you can't just... You can't just recurgitate... No, don't do that. Uh, you can't just recurgitate... Like... 
print and move over with like Zelda that's what into. Gonna do. Yeah. Because Sonic did well, they're gonna they're gonna cookie cutter at least two or three movies. Right now, something's greenlit that you're like, there's no fucking way. <clears throat> right, right now, because Sonic's numbers, a, a guy behind a desk in Hollywood right now is going like, I'm greenlighting this. Right. Go. Right. Like you, you know it's coming. You know it's coming. Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with the next movie, but I'm glad I'm glad Sonic is actually uh, doing pretty well. <clears throat> All right, the next story I want to talk about is uh, Wilson. No, I'm not saying Wilson. It's Wilson. 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 Okay, so Wilson is a uh, players are getting fed up with all the game crashes, bugs, glitches, and exploits. Players are better off avoiding Steam's latest hit for now. Now Wilson was a Kickstarter, um, and now it's it's out and. So this article comes from PC Gamer. It says, just before Wilson, Lords of Mayhem launched out on early access last week. Its recent ratio positive reviews on Steam had surged to 91% after four years of troubled development, including a massively downsized list of inactive features. Uh, finally, seemed that the French studio behind Diablo-like action RPG had found a path forward with players like. But with the week following, Wilson's launch has been nothing short of a disaster. Game-breaking bugs, server issues, frustrating lack of polish, and easily exploited economy are just a few of the reasons Wilson's Steam review ratio has fallen to just 56% out of 19,827 reviews. Wilson has received, since launch, 9,782 are negative. Uh, so that's that's pretty bad. Uh, after playing several hours last week, it wasn't at all impressed with the state of Wilson's launch either, but things have gotten worse for many players. Hotfixes applied on February 14th caused many players to temporarily lose access to their characters or items stored in the in-game stash, forcing developers to take servers offline. Throughout the most of the weekend, Wilson's multiplayer servers remained offline, which made it impossible for people uh, like himself to play without having to start over since there was no way to transfer characters between the online and offline modes. Once the servers were restored on February 16th, players still continued to encounter connectivity issues and made playing with friends uh, unreliable. That's just the beginning of Wilson's problems, though. One of the most popular threads on the subreddit spells out that the breaking bug involving some of the Wilson City building endgame, once you beat the story, players embark on a long journey to rebuild the city well, that sounds pretty fucking cool. I might want to play this now. Uh, funneling gold and resources into upgrading new facilities that turn into unlock tougher game modes and better ways to up mm. and to upgrade. Who thought about who talked about that for three years? Yeah, ways to upgrade your character. But according to hundreds mm. of comments on Reddit, if a player tried to upgrade items using a forge or access the dark market, it's possible to trigger a bug that stops Wilson and properly launches next time to try to play. The dumpster fire just keeps spreading. Says. Okay, the developer have identified the issue and supposedly have fixed, but they're unable to patch Wilson more than once a week now due to the need to coordinate uh, with the network partners to, pre to prevent further issues. Now that's encouraging news with Wilson has many bugs as it does. Ironically, duplicating the issues seen decades ago with Diablo 2, item and gold uh, duping is one of the most common exploits in Wilson right now. Though developers have warned players that have uh, those caught exploiting the game will be banned in the short time since Wilson's launch, Players have discovered ways to earn infinite gold and create infinite stacks of items, both in which undermine Wilson's multiplayer economy, since players can trade those uh, ill-gotten gains away. Both types of dupes are easily repeatable and only require split stacking of items in the inventory menu, which causes different glitches. Then splitting two stacks in two, in two gems, for example, the second gem will double in value. Players can then recombine <laughs> the stacks and split it again until they have a gem that can be sold for millions of gold. 
all broken. Okay. Of course, being an ARPG, half of the fun is trying to break the game with clever character builds, but lots of players are upset because Wilson simply feels unbalanced. I love how it's the the ability to just so broken with everything writes off the Redditor. Uh, o talent with the shield that gives the absurd damage and just use a bleeding edge. I just all have the ma the mage skill up to level 60, swap it out for a bleeding edge, and ins instantly do more damage. So, though the community does have its share of players who are having a good time, it's easy to see why so many are growing increasingly frustrated, currently a, a buggy mess. Okay, so I'll, that rest of the article is basically just telling... So, here's the thing, right? So, basically, people are freaking out because they they just can't... They can't... Uh, they can't play the game. They want to they play the game, and they can't play the game. And it's like, why okay, is a game like this... <clears throat> But let's but let's talk about that real quick, right? How many people are playing this game? I mean, it's it's I it's it's, it's got to be what what the hell happened here? What what is what is happening? I don't know, but there's a beach ball thing going on in the screen. Oh yes, uh, death death made a, a beach ball. You guys can actually interact with that and play with it. You, you hover your your mouse over the actual thing and hit it, and you try to keep up as 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 much as you go. It gets faster and faster. It's it's pretty fun for chat. So enjoy. All right, so let, let's let's talk about that. I, I believe a, the population is is quite a bit, okay? Like I believe. What, what's going on here? Okay, so the the number of people that are playing Wilson Wilson sorry Wilson, right, is pretty large, and the reason for that is because people are starved for Diablo. Right. Right. Well, and and now it's not. Do you think it's a coincidence? Do you think it's a coincidence not, they released this game now? No, it's not. I don't believe it is at all. And I believe it's released early like this on purpose because there's no better critic than the hardcore Diablo fan base to tell you how your ARPG is fucking up. Right. Because right? they have their attention is not going to be anywhere else. Their attention is going to be on the ARPG because there isn't one. Right. Because I'm not playing Diablo on mobile. Fuck you, Blizzard. Okay? <laughs> I'm not doing it. Okay? So that being said, even though it's a train wreck, these guys are learning a lot. Remember, remember that these guys did this game, and it was, I guess it was uh, over-promised, under-budgeted, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Right? So they're doing the best that they can with what they had. So maybe they had to release it because they needed the money. Right? Maybe that was it. So now you have the best ARPG players who love that genre telling these new guys how to fix their fucking game. Now, on one end, I don't like it at all because you're still releasing a crappy product and we're all supposed to just pat you on the back and say, don't worry, bro, right. I got your back. Well, it's early access still, right? I get it, but the issue is still the same, okay? In a world where products are made complete before they're sold on the market, and people actually pay money for them. Like, this is what is supposed to happen. Now, because of the technology that we have now, that we can release a busted-ass game and make promises for a year, and still people will buy it a year later, whatever. But I don't think they could have waited. Because if they waited, Activision Blizzard would have released some other type of action RPG at some point, and they would have gotten destroyed because even though Activision's on fire... You would rather pick the devil you know than the devil you don't. Well, right. Well, here, here it is, right? I have no proof of this, but I'm pretty sure this is how it happened sometime in the developing studio, right? They're like, all right, well, 
let's make a game because Diablo is not coming out, right? Just the Diablo 2. So they've been working on this game for like four or five years, okay? And then all of a sudden, two years ago, at E3, or at, I'm sorry, at, uh, at uh, BlizzCon, they're like, hey, we have Diablo. It's on mobile phones. And they're like, holy shit. They're, they're making another Diablo. We got to get on this. We got to get on this now, right? And then just this past year, they showed Diablo. They showed Diablo at this year's BlizzCon and said, hey, we have Diablo. We're working on it. It's coming out. These guys are in their office going, we have to get this out now, right? Because as soon as Diablo comes out, no one will touch this game, okay? Now, here's the good part and bad part. The good part is if they get their shit together, okay, and make this game better and fix it before Diablo comes out, then Diablo, okay? Now, yes, Diablo is a, a established franchise, and people love Diablo. To, but it has to be better than that. But, but this game right now... Just reading what they have in the game, where at the end game you get to level up stuff and put invest in the game and unlock more game modes and stuff by building structures. That seems interesting. I don't think Diablo is doing stuff like that, right? So, like, I feel if Diablo comes out, they'll start comparing this game and go, "Well, Wilson does this better. Wilson does this better. Wilson does you, this." How much you want to bet when Diablo comes out, you'll be able to do crossplay over to mobile? Oh, how absolutely. Uh, I don't know. I actually, bet? I actually don't think it will. I don't think it will because. If it can do crossplay, then they can't sell it to you twice. No, but they can get people to spend money on mobile by not being having to transfer an account. Right, but Blizzard's a scum sucking company, and I yeah. think they'll do it free to play on mobile, right, and not crossplay, and then charge you again on the on the PC. Because if they do crossplay, then you could just buy it for one, right, and you're not going to pay forty dollars for it on a mobile. No, it only goes it only goes one way, not both ways. You don't you can't play the PC version because you have the mobile. If you buy the PC version, you get you mobile. Get All right, I can see him doing something like that, right? Sixty dollars gets you the mobile and this, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I see them. I see them if they, if Wilson didn't come out, it would be obsolete because Diablo would be out, and it doesn't no matter. Shit about Wilson. They'd be like, "What's Wilson? Oh, it's Diablo Cone." Right now, when they say it's Diablo, it's like Diablo esque type of game. It's not competing with Diablo because there's no Diablo out right now, right? Right. So they're home free. They're fucking it up, right? But no, they're learning. They're right, learning right, on the fly. Right. But if they can fix these things quick enough to to get it so when Diablo does come out, people are like, ah, uh, no, I like Wilson better. It's just same old Blizzard. This is not the Blizzard I loved. I'm going to play Wilson, right? Like that's that's the predicament they put themselves in now, which is a good thing. It just so happens that, look, I've never owned a studio to make a game. I do know servers suck. And I do know when you test it in-house and you're playing online with like 100 people, it works fine. But when you go live and there's thousands and hundreds of thousands of people downloading your game and fluctuating this many people through a straw of data, okay, you're going to have a roadblock. You're going to have that, that bottlenecking going on, right? You're going to have a bad time. Because... No studio at their capacity is going to buy enough server space because if they buy the rent the servers and then nobody shows up, they're out that money, right? They just ate that cost where if a bunch of people come up and they pick up the phone and go, oh, yeah, we need about 200 more server spaces because we are completely out. And they're like, yeah, well, give us a second, right? Because they've already made that money, 
right? And then they can pay for the actual servers. Where the opposite way around, pay for the servers, no one shows up. Now they get the money, and then they there expand the be, servers. There must be some part of the actual industry that we're not privy to at this moment where everybody's talking about private servers is bad, but nobody has come to the defense of the game company <clears> saying <throat> why they can't do dedicated servers. Like, there hasn't been a, a solid conversation about this. There's been rumors. There's been speculation. People throw their it's expensive and all this stuff. It's, however, very, it's very expensive. However... Okay, they're the ones collecting money every month for uh, online services. <clears throat> then they're collecting money for the Game Pass service. Then you're collecting money for the uh, microtransactions in a game. So how how much are we talking about? Well, for dedicated servers, like if, if I mention dedicated servers, does a company go, "Well, it'll have sixteen billion dollars"? Well, like it can't be that much. I'll tell it you. Can't I'll, be. No, I'll tell you what it costs. Fallout seventy six is showing you what it costs. It costs thirteen dollars a month for your own private server that you can have up to 12 people on, right? 12 people. Now think of it if it's a private server and you have they have to be making that's be making they have to be making money on the 13. Of so course. It can't be $13. No, a no, month. no, 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 but what I'm saying is if if they do dedicated servers, uh, Minecraft does realms and I think it's about the same price like 10 bucks, I, I believe someone in chat let me know if that's correct or not. I think it's like 10 bucks, 10 to 15 dollars whatever for for a realm server, okay? In a realm server, I think you only have 8 people. If I'm not mistaken, and you can get more. I think it's 16 so people. So that's 80 bucks, 80 bucks a month to have a server. No, 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 no. Because one person buys the realm, and then you can invite people to come in. Like you have your own private server, you can bring people in. Same with Fallout 76, right? 7.99. Thank you, Tweak. Uh, in Fallout 76, it's 13 dollars. So you have to, you have to see like that's what it costs. Now, let's say Destiny had private servers, and you're playing a private match, and you have your own dedicated server then it would be a private server is different than dedicated, right? A private server is dedicated for those small amount of people. A dedicated server on their side is the cost is going to the, is the, is the cost is going to the, the company where if it's a private server, you're paying and they're making profit on top of the, the private server, right? So as, as more companies come out and more games come out and more people do what Fallout's doing or Minecraft's doing, well, the cost will come then down. And here comes here comes the Sarge's Common Sense 101. Ready? Okay, so EA made 1.6 billion dollars in microtransactions in, in three months for right, 2019. Right, in three months. Yeah. So are you telling me that EA can't have dedicated servers for their multi-online shooter that they always sell every year? Well, EA does. Battlefield is is a dedicated server. Sure about that? Yeah. No, Battlefield's dedicated servers where other games are are the same with Call of Duty, I believe. Peer to peer is um like what Destiny's doing. Destiny. Yeah. I, I believe let me let me look it up. I'm pretty because, sure Battlefield Five is dedicated. Because when you're making that kind of money, there should be some kind of gold plated, uh, ice cooled, glacier cooled fucking computers in a building somewhere. When you've got that kind of money, I I, I believe. Let me see. Uh, custom servers aren't dead. Dedicated servers page. I should say does does Battlefield Five use. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that they do. You don't think so? I don't believe so. That's been the comment for many years now. <clears throat> that that Battlefield does not do dedicated servers. That's why it's such a problem to get into games. That's why it's a problem you're you're mismatched with people from Japan and that kind of stuff. There's not dedicated servers. It says here now 
you can rent. It says I'm joining uh, going out. Let's see, Battlefield I Veteran. You, I think if you, I think if you buy the server like we did. Back yeah, you day, could buy your own server. Yeah. Like when you rent the server, I yeah. think that's a dedicated server. If I'm not mistaken. I I don't know. Death is is Battlefield really? I I thought it was. I thought it was dedicated servers. Hence why we don't have a shitty experience when we play the game. Right? It takes so long to... Oh, we've had... There's shittiest experiences. No, 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 no. Shitty meaning, like, I shoot a guy, it doesn't respond. That's never really happened in the game. Sure it has. No, the, the latency happens all depending on where the server is. Right? It doesn't matter if it's dedicated or not. Latency is going to happen. Okay? What I'm saying is, like, in... in if, you're, if your internet sucks, Sarge, and I'm connected to you, that's what's going to happen. Right? I'm going to have latency. Okay? If it's dedicated servers... You're not going to have major problems. That's why it takes so long to find the server because it's 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 going okay. There's three guys. We're trying to find you to put you in a game on this dedicated server. Boom, it, it goes in. That's why Battlefield Five is pretty stable when it comes to it. Same with Call of Duty. Call of Duty has dedicated servers. That's why it's it's people like playing it. Okay, hence the competitive nature of it. So games that don't use dedicated servers, that's the problem. And then they should use when you have multiplayer. If you have multiplayer in your game, dedicated servers is a must. Okay, is a must. You can't you can't play a multiplayer game with not dedicated servers. That's just suicide. You're asking you're either asking for trouble or you just don't give a shit about player versus player. You're just putting it in there to 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 hornswoggle people into your game. Okay, hornswoggled. Right? Someone hasn't said that since 1920. 1920. Yeah, exactly. 1920. So, that's just a bunch of bulldogs. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, gosh, darn it. <laughs> so I think I think uh, Wilson had a strike now. Even with the problems that they're having, absolutely, they had, had they had to, had to get had the game to. out now. Had to, now, had to get now, the game out. Taking out. Okay, first of all, let do a little research. The the company is relatively new. This is their maybe their first soiree into even this type of game. So you know everybody's jumping on them. That's fine. I think. I think they're willing to take the criticism because they know they needed them. They know they needed to get the market. They knew it. Of course. So they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna take some shots to the face and then roll the punch. That's it. Look, going from one game that's coming out that that that's destroying itself to another. Okay, No Man's Sky is celebrating four years launching. Okay, they came out with another update, another free update yesterday. Okay, it came out yesterday. It's No Man's Sky's update has living ships. It's called Living Ships. I don't know what it is yet. I want to. I want to go in. I'll play so when, you. So when does when does this game start to make money in the back end? They are making or, money, or, or does it? No, no, they are making money. So listen, this is why I'm not going to play the music, but this is this is the footage here of the living ships. This is why they only released originally for PC and PlayStation Four, and then when they came out with Xbox, that was the influxuation of buying No Man's Sky, right? So that was their next influx of money. Every time they come out with a free update, somebody out there is like, what'd they add now? I want to buy it. And now they're going to buy No Man's Sky, right? There's someone that doesn't own No Man's Sky, and this is how they make the influx of money. They, they do something like this, right? This is how they're making their money. I don't, I don't know if there's, there's large quantities of money because of the update for new people getting back into the game. I don't think it has to be millions and millions of copies, but... I, Remember, it's still thirty, forty dollars, and if you sell a thousand of them, or if you sell no, no, thirty thousand no, of them, it. because because before microtransactions, games did well miraculously, bro. Apparently, games made enough money to actually make another game. Imagine that, right? Right. So, I get it. 
I mean, this looks cool. These ships and stuff look freaking cool. I want to know more about it, right? So apparently there's like this new material or technology in the game that you have to get, and there's new missions to find out why these ships are living, okay? I'll play it again. I'll, I'll do a little loop here so you guys can keep seeing it. Uh, there's like different missions and different uh, add-ons that they've done. Look, at a point, I just I just had a podcast launch today at noon talking about No Man's Sky living ships. Okay, you can go check that out at Anchor.fm, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, uh, or the link in the in the chat right there uh, that just it just went out for the GXG podcast. Everyone hated Sean Murray in the beginning because he lied or didn't lie or whatever you want to believe or not believe. You're okay, a lot of pressure, man. No, no, yeah. We don't know. We'll never know the story of him and Sony and his company with Sony because Sony is the one that pushed them to get this game out. Okay, and he was like, "It's not ready. We're, we're nowhere near the time." And Sony's like, "Look, we gave you this much money. This we're, we're asking you for this. This is what you need to do." And he did what they asked. He put his integrity and everything on the line. Okay, and he's still paying for it. He's still paying four years later. They're still coming out with updates, and it's free. Yeah, but he, but he's but he's making good on that though. He's, oh, absolutely, he's doing the right thing. Listen, I I think maybe he, not listen. Not everybody can handle being in the public eye really well. You know, I think I think maybe he's got a little bit of a, a phobia for being in public, that kind of thing. Look, they're and, devs and he, for a he reason. Helped, he, he helped. He helped. He did the best he could with what he had. Right. And then after they made their money, and after all the ridicule. He hired more people, yep. and they went back, and they fixed the game proper. Right. So that you have to give him credit for that. I, I love the fact everyone wants more more transparency with, with the developers, and I don't believe they owe that to anybody, right? I actually liked when they went radio silence after launch. No one – six months, I think it was. They, yeah. didn't, they didn't talk to anybody. They didn't make a post. They, they didn't do anything. They don't have to. Right. They shouldn't have to. They don't have to. Right? They made the game. They posted the that. game out. Everyone's like, I wish these developers gave however, us more transparency. However, if you release a crappy game, then you can't blame everybody for shitting on you for four years. Correct. But he, they stayed quiet. They came out with the update. They came out with, uh, I think it was Next, and then Beyond, and then the Water one, and then the other thing. They came out with multiple updates after this, and they're zero. Zero dollars. Okay? They're not asking for extra money. At what point, Sarge, can Sean Murray... Go, okay, we've made That's, everything that we wanted in the game, what right. was supposed to be at launch. Let's say, say this is it, right? This is the last free one. So they, they can only go two ways. Can they charge for the next DLC? Can okay. they do something in the future well, and, and charge? This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. There would have to be some type of mechanical change in the game for a big update, and they charge for the DLC. You're going to have to. You're going to have to. You can't, you can't keep paying people year after year and getting like pieces like don't get me wrong they made profit they've made profit but eventually you have to charge for a product you just can't keep releasing free updates right i so either either they do a, a no man's sky 2 right either it's no man's sky 2 or it's a massive mechanical update that they charge a dlc for i okay here's what i think's going to happen this is their last update obviously for this no man's sky okay no Man's Sky will come out on Xbox, the next Xbox and the next PlayStation 5, and obviously PC. It'll be upgraded graphics and everything. I don't think they're going to make No Man's Sky 2. 
I just think that this is the last version for this console for these guys, okay, for, for Xbox and PlayStation 4, okay? Going forward, I think No Man's Sky will come out with the next big update. You're going to have to buy it again for the new system, okay, if you want the new graphics and the new things, okay? And I think this is the way they do it. I think they're going to do more with the game, but on the next systems. I think this is the last update we'll see for this No Man's Sky, and I think they could charge full price again, okay? As long, as long as the next game that comes out, if it's No Man's Sky 2 would ask, right, with a huge update that it is, doesn't have the issues that it had when it had it launched, because if it does it again, then you just hit the reset button, and then it's like Destiny 2, right? You can't do Destiny 2. You got to do No Man's Sky, and you got to do it right this time when it launches, right? So that's what I think is going to happen, but I... I honestly think they could charge. I think the last two updates they had, if Destiny can charge ten dollars well, for their ten bucks, that's right. what I'm saying. $10. If, if they could charge ten dollars for the season pass for Destiny, they could charge ten, fifteen dollars for this DLC. Absolutely, easily. Okay, and again, I'm always good with DLC, right? If you if you have DLC come out and you want to charge, cool. But if you start putting microtransactions in games and stuff like that, no, I'm out. I'm out. Right, but if you if you put DLC and you're like, hey, this is our next expansion, it expands the universe. There's a new galaxy, new star system, new ships, new missions, new stuff. Ten bucks, cool, right? Uh, I, I'm I'm okay with with Sean Murray. I got what I got out of the game. I have over 400 hours on the PC slash Xbox combined. Okay, I've enjoyed the game. I'm gonna go back to it because I want to I want to see what I want to see what the ship's about. I want to see what the ship's about. I'm gonna read the article real quick, fast because it, it actually goes over a couple things. What's in it? So, Hello Games is on the brink of releasing yet another free update on Space Sandbox No Man's Sky, and it's one of the already looking like the weirdest update yet. It's called the Living Ship Update, and it will introduce a new biological ship in No Man's Sky. It certainly looks alive in the trailer above, featuring a voice of the la of the of the late Rudger Heuer. Is the event more interesting oh, twist? Reg Howard. Yeah. Regger Howard. Yeah, he just passed. Even Howard. more. Is that how you pronounce it? Howard? How Howard, yeah. H A. Rutger Howard. H A U E R. It's it's German or Dutch. Rutger Howard. Howard. Uh, players will not only be able to fly these organic ships, but actually hatch them from eggs and grow them from to adulthood. It's pretty cool looking, right? Living ships, you hatch from eggs and grow from babies into adults and then fly around. And isn't only the weirdest coming of the living ship update, new and strange points of interest will begin to appear in the solar system as you explore the galaxy. And uh, and do mean strange, odd pulsing energy orbs in, in, inserting uh, space stations. And here, take a look at the gigantic space skull puzzle. Uh, here, let me bring this up on, this, on, the, on the stream here. You got this giant, like, space skull. Like, what the fuck does this belong to? Right? This is some creature out in the fucking space that died, and there's his bones. It's like a giant planet over here. Uh, you could build a base. But, but, but imagine but imagine they made these kind of things, but they didn't tell you where they were. You gotta go find them in the universe. You like, do. They're just randomly that, in the universe. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. You can build a base inside this thing. Okay? That's pretty cool. I'm guessing players will definitely want to build a base inside. The skull base is in space. Astronauts wouldn't want that while you're... Exploring, you might also want to run into a new space NPC vendor who will hail your ship and trade with you, need help to provide other perhaps menacing interactions. The living ships have a new biological tech, the organic cockpits too, so I hope 
Uh, you steer, you're steering your spaceship by yanking a weird tentacle. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, like, the tentacles and stuff are the other things. Um, have a peek at some of the more screenshots below. So, here you go. Here's another living ships. I think they look cool. They almost look like they belong in Warframe. They look like they were, like, Warframe ships, right? It looks it looks pretty pretty cool. Those of you listening on the audio fo- podcast, uh, I'm sorry, but they look. Uh, let me explain it to you. They they look like Warframe. They look like organic, living, breathing Warframe like heads or aliens that are like ships that you drive. Uh, and then this new new space station or the is that the anomaly? I think that's the anomaly. Right. It looks looks pretty cool. And whatever this thing is, I have no idea what that thing is. It's a new uh, new thing out in space. It's a, it's a giant globe with, like, a spinning snake-like creature of light inside of it. No, uh, it's, just, it's just it's the Sean Murray version of a billboard in space. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably it, that, that probably says something in the alien, if like it, drink, drink Coke. Yeah, if you go inside there, it's, it's, it's whispers, there's no multiplayer. That's what it says inside there. there <laughs> there's no multiplayer at launch. I lied. That's what it said. It's what it says when you go there. So that's just another that's just another update for No Man's Sky. Look, I think No Man's Sky is doing a great job. Uh, again, I think they could have started charging already for DLC, and we'll see what happens after this one. They could do another, but I think they're done with this, and the next update will be for the next systems. And then, if you want to continue playing and experience the next universe the way Sean Murray wants you to see it, will be on the next gen consoles, uh, taking that uh, to the next level. So that is that. All right, the next story. Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, Modern Warfare Battle Royale map is raising concerns. So there was a leak that came out that the Battle Royale uh, map... I understand that. There's no leaks. But the leak, non-leak leak, leak, um, is saying that the map is going to be... Do I have this uh, on here? No. So although the developer Infinity Ward has remained rel- uh, relatively silent since the announcement of Call of Duty Modern Warfare's Battle Royale mode, has been generating much speculation following load screen leaks. Now, the newest leak has provided fans with some more insight on what's to come. Despite some of the server glitches, Call of Duty Modern Warfare has made a successful launch, and the first Battle Royale pass has even extended a full release of all the new content allows the players to, to more time to unlock rewards. However, fans are currently concerned that the success will not translate in the upcoming Battle Royale mode very well. After whispers of the Modern Warfare Battle Royale map, which if I click on that, this map says that it's supposed to be like five times or four times the size of the last Blackout map, okay? Which okay. which I, I think is about the size of a Battlefield map, if I'm not mistaken, right? Of like the largest Battlefield map. You know what, though? It, it doesn't... Okay, look. It doesn't matter if you double the population size. The mechanics of the map remain the same. Well, that's not even doubling Which the population means, size. They they quadrupled the map. It, but it doesn't matter. You're still going to put a circle over it and crush the circle and forcing people to move. It's not like the game's going right. to last longer. It's probably going to be a little bit more action-filled instead of long periods of time where there's nobody because there's twice as many people. However, you're still hurting them the same way. That's right, 16 times the detail. <laughs> right. It so, just works. Right. So while some fans are eagerly res- uh, responding to the information, Twitter used idle sloth notice an important detail. Uh, while Call of Duty's new Warf- uh, Warzone map has an average size 
for Battle Royale game, it was meant for 200 players, double the normal number of players in the game, like Fortnite or Player Unknown Battlegrounds. What's more idle, uh, Sloth said, is the Warzone map was even smaller than Sankhawk on PUBG's smallest battlefields. Okay, and they have a they have a picture. Wait, let me bring up this picture here so you guys can see what we're talking about. I'll make this larger for you. This is the map. Okay, this is the this is the one map right here. This this section here is the one map. But now with the next map is this big, right? So they're adding all of this uh, section. That's nuts, bro. Pr presumably, right? All, all that all that means is more vehicles, less running. So right? you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to. So here you go. Here's the, here's the size of the maps here, right? So Call of Duty Blackout is this little small piece over here. That's 2.6 kilometers. 100 players, right? Fortnite's 5.6 kilometers, okay? Modern Warfare's Warzone is 9 kilometers. PUBG is 16 kilometers, or kilometers. I shouldn't say kilometers. It's kilometers, sorry. Uh, PUBG, this one is 64, okay? And Mavic's Proving Grounds, okay? 400 players, okay? Has 144 kilometers, okay? So this map that they're showing, which again is this section, I believe, just that section? Hold on, let me see. No, that's the whole thing. So this section right here is four times the size of the Blackout map, but yet not as big as the PUBG map, okay, which only had 100 players on it. They're shoving 200 players onto this map, okay, which is four times the size of, of, of the other map, but here's the, here's the concern, right? So the previous Warzone leaks, Infinity War has declined the comment, meaning it's true. Okay, however, this information is to be believed. The fans' uh, criticisms are valid. By, by doubling the number of players on the map, will prone to overcrowding. Other Twitter users are also expressing concern that the number of players would also affect how quickly the level circle uh, shrinks. If yep. the map cannot handle all the players' gameplay could dis descend into chaos. Okay, yep. ultimately, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone Battle Royale is still in development. While the player responds and it's warranted, uh, Infinity Ward still t has the time to make adjustments to delay the game uh, mode as it has in with other features in the past. But the scenario is that the game Battle Royale leaves a lot to desire. Uh, fans can can look forward to the Modern Warfare Second Battle Pass and the more content in 2020. So, so who's to say? Who's to say that it's only one circle that's closing when you have that many people? How about there's two circles closing? Mm. And then when the, when they get to a certain size and they encompass the circle encompasses both those circles and then that one starts closing. So it kind of funnels you in. I mean, it's not like it's unheard of. But I, I, I get what they're saying, but once again, all that means is more action for the time that the game is running. Right? That's it. Right. Which means the same act. What which just means they're just trying to get the games done faster, right? Well, the, the listen, the drop off is the the percentage of drop-off when you drop a bunch of people on a map is the same, right? If you, if, okay, well, first of all, if you can drop anywhere, okay, let, let's put it this way. If you could drop anywhere on the map, like they say you can, like in the originals. Yeah, which you can, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. so that would mean there has to be multiple circles. No, that's not true. Because you can't, you it, can't have one guy in the northeast corner, one guy in yeah, the southwest that's corner. That's exactly what happens. And have one one giant circle start closing, and he's so far outside the circle, that's it. he doesn't. We're, we're going to just sweep away thirty five guys. That's, right that's off the top. exactly what happens in Apex and Fortnite. All of them, it's one giant and circle, it's pointless. and, and it's everyone pointless to put two hundred because you're you don't know where the circle's going to be, and once you land, all of a sudden the circle shows, and it's already pinned you outside the zone, and you have to yep. run your ass all the way in. Yep. And well, 
After the rest first circle assured, rest closes, assured, rest assured, more vehicles for sure. After the first circle closes, there's usually about fifty percent of the population is done, either by deaths on lands or circle closing in on the very first circle close. There'll you've, be more vehicles. You've already lost. So what I'm saying is, even if it's two hundred people, right? Even if it's two hundred people, if it's the same, if the same thing happens on a hundred player map, you're putting two hundred people. So at the end, you're you're gonna have a hundred people, right? You're gonna have half the amount of people left, which then becomes a full game of a regular battle royale on the same it, map it, size, listen, right? Just, think think about maybe, it. Maybe they were just trying to get more people in the server, right? Why? Instead of well, well, think of it this way. L let's look at it from a from. Let's um, think about it from an a, a Activision standpoint. It, why do I want more? Why do I want more people in the let's game? Let's look at it from the infrastructure. So instead of you waiting for a game. Yep. You're in a game, yep. but you'll be dead in the first 10 minutes. Less servers. Right? Right? Less servers. Less servers. Right? More, I mean, gr more, the, more growth. There's, there's a lot of logistics involved here. If I have twice as many people, I don't even have as many servers, and yet they're going to have to be waiting anyway because more people if you playing die the game. early, yep. if you die early, you're going to go back into the queue, right? That's right. all it is. Right. More people. What are you doing while you're waiting? Purchase stuff. Yep. Yep. Right? There, there, there's something behind this. It's not said, but just reading behind between the lines is, all right, I'm putting 200 people on a 100-player map. Okay, at the end of a 100-player map, by the first circle close, you have about 50 to 40 people left in the match. Half the people die. Well, now there's 200 people in a 100-player size map. So you're going to lose 100 people. So you'll have 100 people left, maybe 70 left I can, I can imagine i can imagine that rush into that second circle must be pretty crazy though landing landing will be chaotic and then running into that first circle will be chaotic and then it'll just be a normal battle royale i think i think gamers would learn over time if the circle if the circle can be anywhere on the map you're gonna have let's let's, let's be honest you're gonna have more vehicles first and foremost right so let's say there's first of all let's say there's only one circle i believe there's gonna be multiple circles but let's one just circle. say there's one circle. one circle I'm, I'm telling you, there be multiple circles. Okay, let's just say there's one circle. Okay, so now, if there's one circle, then the highest percentage chance of you going on the map is somewhere in the middle of the map. You're gonna want it to be as easy as possible to go in yes. any direction possible. See, sorry, but you don't play battle royales. So if no, you go, that, if you go to the middle, if you go to the middle of the map, though, more people go to the middle of the map, and then you're less likely to survive because you're gonna be dead because more people are gonna be in hey, the center listen, of the map. Man, listen, man, unless you find a vehicle. And, and, and are racing your ass across the map. If you're running with the numbers, I want to be, have access to as many spots as the map as possible if I can't find a vehicle. When, and that puts me in the first three or four when I of the, of the When I used to play Battle Royales, I would always go to the edge of the map. Always. And I would always end up in the top five. Always. Yeah, but as long as, long as you're keep, able to keep pace. Yeah, to the middle. it's just slow and steady, right? You, people don't watch me to play Battle Royales because I'm slow and steady. I get my seven kills, eight kills, maybe maybe ten kills, okay? I'm slow and methodic, okay? I wait for other people to make their moves or make mistakes, and then I hide, I hide and not in a bush, never hide in a bush. I would always, like, move around and, and, and continually moving where people wouldn't see me and then kill people while they're fighting other people, and then when it comes down to a one-to-one -one match... I would I would win about fifty percent of the time, right? It all depends. They would they would kill me because of better skills or whatever. But I would always make top five, right? That's just the way it is. I didn't ever win. To, every time when I played Apex Legends, I'm like, hey, let's go there. We go there, dead, dead, dead. Because it's all it's all of who got the gun first, right? Who got to that pistol first? Who got to the other thing first? And then you're dead. Because if someone has a gun and you don't, you're dead, 
Okay, that's just just the way it is. Where if you go on the outside, you're gonna find a gun. You're gonna find your gear. You're gonna find a lot of stuff. You're gonna and then you're gonna methodically slowly walk in. And every once in a while, you might see somebody, and then the shit happens the last ten minutes of the match. Right? That's just the way it works. It'd be interesting to see with two hundred people though. Mag had two hundred people, didn't it? That was groundbreaking. It would be it would be a little bit more action packed start. Yeah, I I don't know. Again, this doesn't get me back into it because I feel like because Call of Duty is making a Battle Royale and the Battle Royale has got a large map, they're just trying to copy Battlefield, right? People told me that Call of Duty Battlegrounds, which is a mode inside of Call of Duty, they say is fantastic. I said, great, that's just Battlefield. Battlegrounds is just Battlefield inside of Call of Duty. Call of Duty doesn't know what it wants to be anymore, okay? Because Call of Duty, even though they sold millions of copies, okay, the, the gameplay is just small maps, close combat. It's just boring. It really is. It's just boring, okay? Battlefield's got large maps, vehicles, or some kind of push. Battlefield needs to evolve, and we've talked about this, what you've said some things that they need to do to make it more interesting. But I just like, and I, this is a, a personal opinion, personal preference. I just think Battlefield's a better game in Call of Duty just because of the large maps with vehicles. You feel more cooperative than you do in Call of Duty. Call of Duty now is getting on the bandwagon of going, oh, let's make giant maps with tanks and helicopters and stuff like that. It's that's just like That's Battlefield. You're you're now turning into Battlefield, okay? You you don't even know what your identity is anymore of a game that you are, okay? And I, I thought I thought Call of Duty was doing fine all by itself on his small maps, twelve versus twelve. I thought they were doing fine. They sold twenty million copies, twenty one million right, copies, so, thirty million copies. So are they not making enough? Did they not sell enough copies? This is look. They made the swing in Call of Duty because Call of Duty was the same. It was the same. It's like Madden football, but for first person shooters, it was the same. Okay, same shit. Different skin, okay? When Bungie was part of Activision, before the debacle of them letting them go, they looked at Destiny, okay, as their next Call of Duty, all right? I made a prediction of saying that Activision was going to probably purchase it from Bungie and make it that next. That's why they wanted Bungie to make it every year, consistently update it, they wanted multiplayer in it. That's why they were trying to make it more competitive. And then Bungie was like, "We can't, we can't keep up with this. Let's, we don't like what's happening here." And they pulled back and said, "We'll, we'll take our baby. We, we, we have an idea what we want to do with it." And they jumped ship and they paid 160 million dollars for it. And Activision was like, "What are we gonna do?" The same time all that was happening of Bungie saying leave, they're leaving behind the scenes before we knew about it last year in January. Okay, is the same time when Call of Duty. Blackout came out and they announced that there was going to be a battle royale and all this stuff. And they started changing what Call of Duty was. And they were doubling down now on Call of Duty again, right? They're like, oh, we're going to make a battle royale. It's big. We don't need Destiny anymore. We're going to go in a different direction. Again, this is just what I see in the, in the, in the scale of what was going on. Because, honest to God, I guarantee you Activision wanted to purchase, uh, just like Microsoft purchased Halo from Bungie, Activision was looking to buy Destiny from Bungie and Bungie was like, you know what? We have such a good crowd and such a good community with destiny. We can go separate and be our own developer now and good for them. Right. But Activision yeah. wanted to make destiny the next call of duty. You better believe that. All right. And that's why PVP was connected to PVE. And now it's kind of too late and they kind of just have to keep it with it because that's, that's the whole thing now with, with destiny. So call of duty is just, Battlefield. 
it's just Battlefield. They're just making it into Battlefield with the Battle Royale. See, they don't know what they want to be. They want to be like Fortnite, and they want to be like Battlefield, and they're kind of losing the identity of what Call of Duty is now, right? They're trying to jump on the bandwagon yeah. of, games, of stuff. When games <clears throat> lose the core of what they are, then they lose the identity. Uh, Dawn of War had the same kind of problem. Dawn of War 1 was a great game. <clears throat> Dawn of War 2 was a great game, but it was different than Dawn of War. And then Dawn of War 3 came out, and it was a travesty because they followed nothing from 1 or 2. They kept trying to change it again. Right. And once you lose the core of what the game is... You start flailing. It starts going off. Now, a lot of games go that way, though. That's what happens. Star Citizen. Look at what Star Citizen was supposed to be and what Star Citizen's turning into. Oh, every, still, I'm still waiting for this game. Every time Star... I played it. It's actually wonderful. Okay? I'm sure it is. It's, it's a, it is Ready Player One. That's that's what it is. You put a VR headset on, which I didn't do. But if you put a VR headset and go into the, to Star Citizen, that's Ready Player One. You're ready. That's what it's going to be. Okay. But Star Citizen, what they did was basically they're like, oh, what's popular right now? Oh, well, that's popular. We should do that now. Let's put that in the game. Oh, wait, battle, uh, let's put that in the game. Oh, a first person shooter. Let's let's put that in. The they're losing their identity, what they really wanted to do originally. And now they're trying to make this. Oh, let's put everything in. They're trying to be a. Uh, a jack of, jack of trades. trades, master of none, right? Destiny is going to do that with its next installment. Do what? Uh, separate PvP? Is that what you're saying? Separate? No, no chance. Is that, what, is that what you're saying, Tweak? They're going to separate PvP and PvE? Change the game again? Oh, absolutely. Well, let's 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 change that and go to the next the next topic, right? The next topic is uh, hold on, where am I here? I want to talk about Destiny. <clears throat> I haven't been playing Destiny, but I keep up with it. I keep up on it. And I just want to tell you, I wasn't even on the Rages Roundtable this week. But yet in the comments section, I'm the most popular person. Because they hate me so much, and they're so glad that I wasn't on the show, they can't stop talking about me. It's fantastic. Okay? They can't, top, they can't stop it. Okay? So Destiny 2's new approach for armor mods. Okay? Uh, what time are we at? We're at 1 minute 22 in the show. Uh, so Destiny... Uh, 122. Uh, Destiny's new approach for armor mods has a big catch. As Destiny 2's next season approaches, Bungie has been building a hype by rolling out major changes, like allowing players to change armor affinities. In the recent update, the developer has also announced higher, uh, another highly requested change to the armor mod system, which will make armor mods from different seasons compatible with one another. Okay, While grinding has always been a part of Destiny 2, as the light grind shows, Bungie has also... Uh, warns uh, the issue about allowing armor from different seasons to slot season mods. Although the developer did release a past loot to, the, to, to make it comp compatible with the newest gear, the system has forced players to grind even more and generate even more frustration. However, Bungie's upcoming approach to armor mods uh, claim to resolve this issue. It means they, they really don't know what to do. They have a different idea, but because it's such a problem, they have to... They have to do something about it, and this is their fix, right? But according to the Reddit update post from the developers, the situation is not as all-encompassing as players might think. While players' seasonal mod slots can now use mods from different seasons, a budget community manager clarified that the backwards compatibility has a three-season limit. Why? I have no idea. Relevant to the armor launches seasoned. So, an armor piece from Season of the Undying, for example, can slot in with the Undying mods. Or Season of the Dawn mods and the Season of the Opulence mods, but it will not be able to do slots next season's mods. Okay? The manager also noted that this is a change would retroactively to all the gear players have collected thus far. In the past, Bungie claimed that it 
it had her Destiny 2 users complain about the armor, but would not address this them immediately. Why? Because they didn't know what to do, right? While a developer has clearly reinvested the issue, since then, players have not been satisfied by the attempts to resolve the problem. Some Reddit users accuse Bungie of diluting the problem, uh, while others point out that the new system might be confusing to newcomers. While Bungie was right to reinvest the work on the issue of the game, its purpose solution only feels of a half um, uh, measure. Bungie has not explained why the armor slots can't be universal with all other mods and without limitations. There's a likely a bigger plan on the horizon for mods and armor, but it's merely grind. a good, right? It's the, a really answer, good. The answer is grind. That's all it is. So, what do you what do you think about this, Sarge? What do you, what do you think as far as? Um, well, first of all, the cost for the affinity slot change is ridiculous. It's like it's like, <clears throat> why bother? Right. You you just look just hunt for the gear again with a different affinity. You know what I mean? Like, go, or or don't worry about it, because the cost. The cost of using the the ability to change the affinity is like it's just a way to empty out resources out of your bank. Yeah, but now you have to think about it and go, okay, well now I have the infinity and I can use certain mods. But wait a minute, what 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 gear is this? Oh, this is season eight, so I can use uh, right. eight, nine, and ten. But then when I get to season ten, I can only use nine, ten, and eleven. It's like right. it's like what what are we talking about? Like why right. does it have to be once so again, convoluted? Again, convoluted. Yes, once again a. A complicated mechanic in a game for the sake of being complicated. Yep. Well, all right. So here's the reason I think they're doing it this way. Because it's going to change again. Just like Tweak said, and they changed the game yet again, right? I think they have no set thing of what the mods are. So like, all right, well, we're not changing the game fully until like a year from now, right? So if we do the mods, we have another three seasons or four seasons you think the next iteration of Destiny is not coming out until 2021? I think the I think the plan that they're doing, I think the plan that they're doing right now with the season, like they came out with Shadowkeep, and they came out with the season, right? They're gonna come out with one more small little expansion, like the Shadowkeep one for the Moon, like Rise, like Lords of Lords of Iron, or Rise, Rise of, of Iron, Iron, like Rise of Iron, and then they're gonna do the season pass, the same the same iteration of stuff, right? They're gonna take stories, uh, and maybe bring back the Stranger, right, or older and like they they said that season 11 where do we we're going into season 10 now and then season 11 is the culmination of all these past seasons right for this last year from september so september launched and now before next september so the may june the, whatever la that last expansion is to come out from now till september is going to be the culmination of the whole story plot going forward uh and they even in the vid doc they said it'll be like destiny you've never seen before We've never seen anything like this before in Destiny because you constantly keep changing it because you don't have a foundation, right? So okay. that that actually means absolutely nothing. Um, but why do they have to make the mods like this? Now, I know there's people are like, oh, this is so good. This is so good. Yeah, it's it's good now. It's good now, right? It's a fix that fixes now. Hey, Timmy, you have a scratch? Here, I have this trash bag. Let me wrap this trash bag around your arm. It's fixing it, right? You're not gushing blood everywhere at the moment. No, nope, but now the trash bag is so big I can't reach through the window. Right. Okay. Let's 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 knock out the window, make it a giant hole. Right. Right. So the problem is now now the garbage bag's filling with your blood, but it, it stopped the blood. The blood's not getting here, but now it's just soaking in all the blood, and now it's just a bigger mess. And we're like, oh, we'll, we'll get back to it later. We'll we'll get back to this problem later, right? Instead of going, hey Timmy, let me stitch that up for you. Right and 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 fix the problem. They're they're taping it and 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 
just making a bandage. We'll see. They're we'll banding see where they go with it. We'll see where they go with it because, I mean, I don't. I don't know if you could do a whole another year, a year and a half. I. I. I don't think. Best case scenario. Best case scenario. I want to say Destiny Three. Okay. Or the the the. Whatever the next iteration of it is, right? I say with this new system, they're going to do exactly what they did with Destiny 1 from 360 to Xbox One and PlayStation 3 to PlayStation 4. This is what I truly believe. I believe the next iteration of Destiny, because there is not going to be a Destiny 3. It's just the Mm. next iteration of it, okay? Mm. They're going to launch it now in September, okay? And then the systems come out in November, and then they're going to be able to sell the next version of that game on the higher quality game, and then people will buy it yet again. They're going to buy it now for the systems they're playing now, right? I feel like I'm in Spaceballs. When's now now? Well, now now is now, right? When will then be now? Soon, Soon. right? So when the next systems come out, Destiny will move over to the next platform, okay? And then you'll play Destiny on Xbox X, and Series we'll, and we'll X, get, and you'll get the bigger inventory that you couldn't get the first time. You'll get the better the graphics, crash. right? You'll get the better graphics. You'll have the better thing. They're, they'll come out with a report that says we can't, we can't expand that game because these old systems are holding us back, yep. and that'll be this year, right? The next coming year, three hundred and sixty-five days of the next twenty twenty-one. Now, through twenty 2020 twenty, through twenty twenty-one, twenty twenty-one is when Destiny comes out and is like, ta-da. Here's the next Destiny 3, okay, in September. It's for the new consoles. It's for the, for the updated graphics. They have the new engine, whatever they're updated doing. That's what they're going to do. Right now, they're just trying to scramble stuff together and go, hey, what's, the, what's another story you have to talk about? Uh, let's bring back The Stranger. Let's bring back Aldrin. Let's bring back, oh, let's bring back Cade 6. And you better believe. I guarantee you they're going to bring back Cade 6 in some way, shape, or form due to, like we just brought back uh, uh, Saint-14, right? Because we brought back a a younger Saint-14 into the future. We'll see how how quiet they can keep the voice acting of of, of Thallion. Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Okay. I guarantee you that Cade will come back and it'll be based on the Aldrin timeline whenever they whenever they wrap up that timeline, okay? They're going to bring him back. Why? Because they need people to be like, oh, yeah, Cade's back. $10. I'll buy that. I'll buy that, right? That, right. That, that, that's that's Destiny right. 3, right? That's, that's what's going to happen. Let's be honest. That's what's going to happen. Can you just be honest? Chat. Let's be honest. People on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify and Anchor.fm. Let's, let's, let's be honest here, right? Cade 6 is coming back. Just like I was right about all your weapons coming back, okay? I said they took them away just so you can grind for them again. Just like I said they would update the armor, they did the armor thing. Just like I said they would bring back old content like the moon and stuff, they will sell you Destiny 1 again, which, to be honest, I'm okay with. I've always been a fan of saying, hey, bring back, you should have brought D1 with D2, but instead, they're going to bring D2 and then sell you D one back to you slowly over time and then everyone five years from now will be like destiny's the greatest game ever right five six hundred eight hundred dollars into it because they they paid for d1 again right there's literally people right now sarge that gave me shit when i said d1 should be remade in d2 right they said we don't want that we don't want that those same people right now streamers youtube content creators that literally that we interviewed and talked about Okay, on the show, on the Raiders Round Table, okay, 
that are now saying they will pay for a D1 like remastered of D1. Yeah. These are the you same people, the same people that said they wouldn't and they didn't want old content. But yet I said, why don't they just bring D1 and bring that? They're going to charge they're going to charge you for the exact stuff you already paid for and they're going to do it again and you're going to like it and you're going to pay for it and that's exactly what they're going to do. Definitely. As long as I can get another uh, <laughs> arcade, I'll pre-order exactly. I know you, I know you're being facetious, but at the same time, I know you I know you do it. <laughs> I know you do. You'd be like, "Oh, Kate 6, they got they got his he's holding the gun with this hand this time instead of instead of this time like this." Uh, got the thorn now yeah yeah but i guarantee you i guarantee you i uh that they'll be back but again it's convoluted man why do they got to make the system convoluted just let me because take the mods and put them to. on the thing just like i can do in i don't know oh yeah anthem just like i can do oh, in, in in division right like i don't understand why this is a problem it's the only game that fights to be not i understand they want to be a different game okay but when you break stuff and don't know how to fix it and it's already out there and you can take the system and then bring it over and then add on to it and make it better because that's what you do. Bungie's not doing that. They're slow. Well, they are doing it, but slowly, slowly. They're like, yeah, we'll get back to that. We just fixed the loot cave back in year one. It's been six years. We just fixed that. It's been a glacier pace. <laughs> so fucking it's, it's, it's aggravating at times. Aggravating at times. Uh, I want to talk about an update with uh, State of Decay. State of Decay 2 has an update, getting a free massive update. Another free massive update. And, and you know why, Sarge? Because it's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. And... Oh, wait, what time is it? 135. It's on Game Pass. And this is why they do it. Sea of Thieves comes out with a new update every single month now. They come up with a some sort of event. And that keeps your $10 a queuing on the Game Pass, right? Uh, State of Decay, every couple months, they have, a, they have an update. So State of Decay 2 is, uh, has a free massive update coming out. It has a uh, struggled somewhat at launch, but benefited from being a solid exclusive accessible to Xbox Game Pass. At the time, it was criticized for the lack of depth and polish. Since then... Developer Undead Labs has released two solid expansions of State of Decay 2, improving the game through iteration. It's newly announced plans for the, its biggest yet, with a Juggernaut Edition set to overhaul the game entirely. State of Decay 2 Juggernaut Edition is planned to be re-released for now two-year-old game, featuring tons of new content and improve, improvements for the veteran and new players alike. Said new content includes the entirely new open-world map, so it's a brand new map, Okay, to explore, as well as what is described as a post-tutorial experience to help smooth players transition from the tutorial to the main body of the game. New weapon type, heavy weapon, uh, heavy heavy melee weapons has also been added, as well as a variety of lighting and graphical improvements. 16 times the detail. They didn't put that. I, I added that. Outside of the new content, Undead it Labs... Just works. <laughs> Undead Labs says it's made many improvements to the technical side of State of Decay 2 as well. Many of the lighting and graphical improvements are described as being optimized for better performance of dozens of missions and gameplay bugs have also been fixed. It's clear Undead Labs has taken criticism regarding both depth and polish of, to heart. State of K2 Juggernaut Edition will be available starting March 13th via both Steam and Xbox Front, uh, Xbox front Store and will also be available as part of the Xbox Game Pass. 
Um, as it has been since launch of 2018, the Juggernaut Edition will also include both Daybreak and Heartland DLC, and the Juggernaut Edition is a free upgrade for those who already own the game. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar with the Daybreak DLC pack and State of the Cave uh, 2, the depth of the game was a new mode, while Heartlands includes new missions, characters, and enemy types. Both are premium DLC retailing for $9.99, which is a perfect price. Microsoft's decision to launch State of Decay 2 Juggernaut Edition is a curious one. As exciting as the news is of State of Decay 2 fans, after all, Microsoft will be releasing Ori and the Will and the Wisp just two days earlier on March 11th. And then less than two weeks later, Microsoft is launching Ninja Theory's online multiplayer game Bleeding Edge. And that's not even t taking into account all the other March launches like Doom Eternal, Half-Life, Alex, and Animal Crossing New Horizon. Even if the gamers aren't interested in st returning to the state of the game, it might struggle to find its time and fit with all these other games coming out. <clears throat> so, State of K2, yet another giant map, March 13th. J it's crazy to me, okay, that I haven't purchased a game, okay, this year. Okay, I haven't purchased a game this year, and yet I'm, 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 Finding myself going back to games that I've had for three, four, four years, two, three, four years, and I'm playing I'm playing Division Two, I'm playing Elder Scrolls Online, right? I'm playing uh, uh, I'm gonna be playing No Man's Sky again. Stay the K Two has got an update. Sea of Thieves is coming back out. Fallout seventy six has got an update coming out. Everything's free, right? Everything's uh, add on for free. It's it's crazy to me. I'm like, I was hoping to play Avengers. And, and Cyberpunk 2077, and here I am still playing No Man's Sky, State of Decay, and all these other games that have been out for years. It's it, it's mind-boggling to me, Sarge. It's mind-boggling to me. Now, I, I, if I get bored enough, I'll make another Skyrim character. That's how much I love that game. I haven't played that game yet, uh, Tweak. Metro Exodus? I don't have time. I'm still I'm still involved in, in games that I've been I haven't played in five years. Too many years. updates. Too many updates. But it really is. I, look, a part of me hates hates all this stuff with microtransactions and stuff like this. But when content like this comes out, I own State of Decay, right? I own it. I bought it straight up, and it's also on Game Pass. But free update. Why not go back and play the game? It's a brand new map. More time in the game. I'll have another 10, 12, 15, 20 hours in the game. Play it with you, play it with someone else, whatever. It's just another fun yeah, but, game that you can well, jump back it, into. <laughs> well, what does it mean when you keep prolonging the game's life? It's like, I look at this two different ways, right? Now, I like post-apocalyptic. And I'll play post-apocalyptic until I'm blue in the face. But then I got to take a break, and then I won't look at post-apocalyptic for a little while. Why? Because I love it so much, I don't want to hate it. So I'll do something else for a little while until I get the call of post-apocalyptic again. Right. Right? But when you have a game that keeps coming out with updates every couple months for years, you're never putting the game down. And this is where I see the fatigue set in. So, like, let's say they come out with a different game. Like, the people that are that, that are now coming out with these updates have a different re reiteration of the game, like a State of the K3, right? <clears throat> so State of the K3 comes out, but it's like you have played so much zombie boor zombie battles for so long. It's like, yeah, I'm interested but I'm not that interested. Right. Right. I'm going to go for something else because I've zombied myself out. You know, it's it the game pro the, and, and not to mention the fact that they're prolonging the game's life and there's no microtransactions. Right. Right. Like I could see, I can see the reason why they would prolong the game's life and have microtransactions. I get it. The long-term uh, revenue, I get it. But when you, when you don't have the long-term revenue, 
and maybe it is another free update. Maybe it is a DLC, but this is year three of DLC. Like two, two. Uh, you know what I mean? Like for some games. So I'm just saying, like, when does the next game come out, and then when are you going to be excited to play it <clears throat> if you've constantly been playing it the entire time? Well, perfect segue, Sarge, because I want to talk about how EA, okay, has just raised the prices of all their games in the rest outside, of the, outside, outside of the United States, right? Outside of the United States, not North America, outside of the United States, because Canada actually got upcharged. Brazil and Russia are being hacked to to up to four times, four times the price of the games. So EA right now has raised the prices of every game that that's they own the that's in their library, except for Jedi Fallen Order because it's brand new, right? And they, they kept it at the same price and it's, it's exceeding expectations, right? So <clears throat> you're, you're asking about this, like how, how long do I play a game for, right? Before I, I get tired of it. And EA, this is my theory, is this is why they're raising the price of all these games outside the United States, right? They're raising the price Outside of the United States, because I had a podcast about this on the GXG micro episodes. Okay, you can go listen to that. I'll give you the short version here. They're raising the price outside the United States because the majority of the people in the United States that like EA games are probably subscribed to EA Access or Origins Access, right? EA Origins Access or EA Access, all depending on what platform you play on, okay? You're paying a monthly fee like a Game Pass, like a Microsoft Game Pass, right? Like a Netflix, whatever, Okay. So the majority, let's just say it's 80%. I'm just going to throw a number out there. Let's say it's 80% of the United States is paying EA Access in some way, shape, or form. They're playing a game on that platform, okay? Playing Madden. They're playing FIFA. Is this good or bad? In my opinion, if you're playing a game or you're playing multiple games, if you're playing like Madden and FIFA and Battlefield and, and you're switching games all the time, new game comes out from EA, you're playing it, right? It's all part of the of the, of the plan. You're getting your money's worth of paying that 15 bucks a month, okay? Over the year, you're paying like 120, whatever it is, 100 and actually it's more than that, 180, 180 dollars for the for the year. You're getting your money's worth. That's three games, three 60 dollar games. If you if you just went out and bought 60 dollar games, three of them, okay? Overseas, they're not subscribing to EA Access or Origins Access. So how do you get people to access and get them to purchase those subscription models? I I know the answer. Yes, Charles, I know the answer. Go ahead. go ahead. You raise the prices of your games. Yes. So those, so now you don't want to buy the game. You think it's it's more cost effective to sign up for the service. Right. So if I'm a person in Brazil or in Russia or in Canada, and it costs me eighty dollars to buy a game now, right? And uh, pardon me if I don't know how much it actually costs where you live because I don't live in those areas. I do know Canada is like eighty dollars already, so it's probably like ninety dollars now. I know Australia is like over a hundred dollars to buy a game, okay? Because people in those places have really, told me you gotta really like those games, right? Man. Right. So if you're if you're one of those people that has to pay a hundred dollars a game, well, it's a no brainer. If I buy EA Access and pay hundred and eighty dollars a game, right? Think about that. If, if in, in America, if I buy three games, it costs me $180, right? So it costs me $180, so I pay $180 for EA Access. Overseas, it's costing them, for three games, it's costing them $300, okay? $300 for two games or three games, right? So what are they going to do? They're going to purchase the EA Access or Origins Access so they can get it. So there's the, there's the, there's the gouging, right? It's fucking scum sucking, all right, as EA, but do we expect anything different from them, right? No. This is not this is not actual like like official news. This is me speculating why they raised the price. The facts are they've raised the price in Brazil, 
Russia, Canada, and other places. Up to 40 times. Not for percent. Well, I guess it would be the same. But 40 times. There's people paying $120 for, for one game. And let me tell you something. There's not one EA game that's worth $140 by itself. Okay? Not one. Not one. Now, if you're a person, okay, if you're a person playing one game on this EA Access Pass, you're not getting your money's worth. Unless you're in Russia or Brazil, okay? Because $180, if I'm just playing Battlefield Five on EA Access or Origins Access, I'm only playing, and I'm, I'm doing exactly what you said. I'm just constantly playing one game. They constantly come out with updates, so I'm constantly playing this one game. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting shafted. You can go to the store, go pick up a used copy of that said game, own the physical copy and put it in your machine and keep on playing it, okay? Or go get the digital copy and pay and then keep on playing it. But if you're going to constantly play a game like a Destiny, like a Division, like a one of these service games, do not get the service because you're paying for something that's already on the shelf for like 12 bucks. You're paying 180, you're paying 200, you're paying $400 for a service where you can just go out and buy it for $12. All right. And that's the problem. People don't do their homework. They don't do their research. They're just like, well, this one game costs 70, 80, 90, 100, $120. Well, the EA access pass is 180 for the year. So it's a no brainer. I'm going to buy the, the pass and then I'm just going to play battlefield five, or I'm just going to play Anthem, or I'm just going to play Madden, or I'm just going to play FIFA. And if you just play that one game, you're getting shafted. And let me tell you, there's a lot of people that just play FIFA. There's a lot of people that just play Madden. Okay. And to play Madden in their head, they're like, well, Madden comes out every year. Okay, and I'm only paying $60. Why do I want to pay $60 a year where I could just pay 15 bucks a month and I have all these other games, even though they're not touching those other games? In their head, they're thinking they're getting a better deal, but they're actually getting a worse deal, and EA is going, <laughs> idiots. Re right? Residual, residual income for doing nothing. Right. This is why they raise the prices. They want more people to get the access, uh, Origins access, and get that, that pass so they get more occurring. More recruiting every month, a billion dollars. Uh, a billion dollars, right? Because I think, what did we say? 56 million people or 61 million people are playing or pay for Xbox Gold, Xbox Live, okay? And out of that, if it's just like 1%, it's still like 5 million people that are paying for Game Pass at $10 a month for the year. You know what I mean? All right. I need to sell games to those countries, right? Get on it. Get on it. So that's what's happening with 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 EA. This is why I think they're they're raising the prices uh, of the actual stuff. Going from expensive games, now we're going to go to expensive consoles. Okay, so PlayStation, okay, and Xbox, no one has said any type of of price yet for their for their uh, for their consoles. Okay, no, right. we're playing we're playing a game of chicken. That's right. what we're doing. Right. Well, let me tell you. The game of chickens being Xbox, it's Xbox. Well, there's three. It's a three-way. It's like a triangle right now, right? It's Xbox, it's PlayStation, it's and it's the a, customers. It's not a triangle, Mike. It's a triforce. Whatever. It's a triforce. It's a triforce of okay, chicken. So Xbox and PlayStation are coming right at the consumers, right? We're all sitting here. We're like, what's the price? You tell me the price, right? Xbox is going. You go first, PlayStation. PlayStation is like, I don't, don't want to go. I'm, I, you turn first. I'm not gonna turn. Customers just like I'm. I'm sitting here, whatever, dude, right? Xbox is like, you know what? We really don't have to tell you a price because 
every game that we come out with is working across the whole platform of all systems that are already out right now. So you get Halo Infinite for Xbox Series X. You can get it for this system. You get it for the 360. It's insane. I don't know how if it's for the 360, but that you could get all the games across the board. You could play it on PC. You could play it on their on the newest console. You could play it on this console. Okay, PlayStation's going. Oh man. Oh god. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta name our price. Well, it's been leaked that it's costing them four hundred and fifty dollars per unit. Costing them four hundred and fifty dollars a unit. Meaning. They have to sell it for at least 450 and they're losing out. So meaning if they raise it to like 460 470 they're making like $10 profit off each one, which is cool. You sell 40 million copies and then you microtransaction the shit out of people with your with your things, which is a, a patent they did sign which we'll talk about next show. Next show. We won't have an we won't have time to talk about that. Okay? But if Sony wants to make money or lose money, okay? The system's going to be 450 500 okay which is now going back into the price point of ps3 route okay which if you recall ps3 lost the competition with xbox 360 okay because they were way too for that generation and then since then playstation 4 came out they've been winning the the generation it's not it's not not so that that playstation was winning it was xbox was shooting themselves in the foot right because it wasn't like playstation dominated them because they were better it was because Xbox kept trying to bundle the goddamn Connect in with it. Right. With well, they nonsense. wanted to be the set-top box. They wanted to be the next right. set-top box. And now they're like, we don't want to be the set-top box. We just want to be everywhere and anywhere. Right? No box. They want to be on your phone, in your house, on your PC. They're like, I bet you Bill Gates called up and was like, hey, Phil. Phil. I made a trillion fucking dollars on not making one piece of hardware. I made software for my entire life. What are we doing? Right? And Phil's like, well, we could do a game pass. Great. Let's do that. Glad to help. And Bill hung up the phone and said, stop making hardware and start thinking better in the future. How do 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 I get get money from your consumer base for doing nothing? Right. Future-proof ourselves. Okay? We talked about this last week about... Phil Spencer said our, our biggest competition is Google and Amazon. Well, here's the chicken game going on. Xbox doesn't have to announce. Even if Xbox announces that their console is $500, the same price as PlayStation. Okay, let's say, to them. let's say they both come out at $500. Microsoft doesn't care because Xbox Project X Cloud is on your cell phone. They just signed a deal with Samsung. So any Samsung phone, any iOS device, right? iPad, iPhone, Samsung device, whatever tablet you're using, any PC you're using, any console, they don't care. They're like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and buy it or don't buy it. We don't care because you can play the game anywhere you want on any device that you choose. Okay? PlayStation's going, yeah, uh, buy our PlayStation because if you don't, you can't play our games. Right. Right? Right. So PlayStation started to take their games. It's rumored. That, that uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming out for PC. God of War might be coming out for PC. Why is this? Well, they're doing this because they're an echo chamber. They're only on their platform. So their first-party titles are only selling on their platform. So, of course, Sony's signing deals and trying to get their games onto Steam and stuff like that because they need that extra income because if they don't, Sony will be the Atari of this century, okay? 
they're here one day and they'll be gone the next because Google or Amazon or Apple or another company that's the, not the even industry, the named yet. changing very quickly. Right, exponentially quickly. faster. And if Sony doesn't get their act together and start to, to wake up and go, holy shit, right? Like literally Microsoft's like, we don't need to sell our... This is why they came out with the Xbox One X, right? Everyone's like, who's going to buy this? It was a test market. It was, right? It was just a test. And the small season ticket holders and people that wanted to get that system got that system. Okay? Lots of people bought that system. Did they buy that many? Then they, they Anything else? No. But they had their small test market, and they're like, hey, you know what? We could just do this model again, and it doesn't matter if we, if we sell millions and millions of copies of it because now our games are played anywhere anytime and playstation shaking in their boots like well we, we got to announce our price because if we don't announce our price uh, like what's going to happen right i look playstation playstation has to get their game pass whatever their version of game pass is to be more viable so that they don't need to sell their system as much and even so even even if they, they can't even compete. if microsoft loses money on the xbox series x even if they lost money They'll just take a piece of the pie of the Game Pass. Exactly. Money. They're, they're, it won't matter to them. It, it doesn't matter because they're still going to make money. It won't matter to them. Right. For every dollar they lose for the system, they're making twenty-five on the on the Game Pass. On the game, right? It doesn't matter. Right. We got to remember, Microsoft is a giant company. Okay. When you walk into a grocery store and they put stuff on sale, that's to get you in the door. They're losing money on that particular product, but everything else in the store is covering for that product. Right. Game Pass is that product is covering their ass on everything else because so many people are purchasing it, right? It's it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer, and I, I really feel sorry. So here it says the main problem with the situation here is the reports come with the shortage of the DRAM and flash memory components. The report states that the shortage could cause an incredibly high demand for these components, right? So like Samsung, which geared up to launch the next-generation smartphone device due to the shortage, Sony may have to re resort to selling a PS5 at loss. Well, here's the funny part, right? Samsung is having a problem, but they're gearing up to launch the next generation of smartphones. Who just signed a deal with Samsung? Microsoft, right? So Samsung is using all the DRAM, okay, for their mobile phones, and PlayStation can't get it. Isn't that, isn't that funny? Isn't that funny how last week we reported Microsoft signed a deal with Samsung cell phones, and cell phones, Samsung, right here, is gearing up to launch the next generation smartphone devices and using all the DRAM? Isn't that crazy how that's happening? What's Sony going to do? Right? You see what I'm saying? They're black. They're they're literally shoving them out of the market, and Sony is like hemorrhaging right now. The best possibility right now for Sony, to be honest with you, is to sell. They need to sell to Apple. Okay, they need to sell to Apple. I don't think they're in that bitch of. I don't think they're in that big a deal, uh, that big a crisis yet. If they don't sell now, they're gonna have to sell three years from now or four years from now, and they're gonna sell for a lot less price. And Apple's gonna be like, well, you should have sold when you were high in demand because now. You're obsolete. Yeah, well, they can they can make adjustments and, and go the route of Game Pass, even though the, the hardware is there. They can start doing the same thing. They're, they're teaming up with Microsoft for Azura, right? For the Azura streaming platform. Okay, that's Microsoft. So that that cuts going to Microsoft. So yeah, but this but this battle they're gonna have where you, everyone wants to sign up for their own uh, streaming service for video games. It, it becomes just like the the movie network streaming services. Nobody wants to pay. 30 here, 25 here, 15 here to have all these services. You know what I'm saying, man? Yep. If I if I only play three or four games a year, or if I only play three or four games a year, and that's my $150, $180, right? Okay? And then all of a sudden, I'm paying 
six different game passes and I'm paying over $400 a year to play games when I only really play $180. I mean, it's mental. It's just mental. Yeah. It's, it, Why it, would I? Right. Right. It's, <clears throat> it, it's just absolutely crazy. It's very interesting. I know, I know a lot of people don't look at PlayStation like they're – right now they're at the top, right? Well, you could fall from the top pretty fast, right? When you're at the top, someone could just come behind you and push you off the edge, and you go way down real fast. It's happened many times before, and I know a lot of people don't see it, but I see it. I saw it three years ago, maybe four years ago, before they even announced Game Pass. When Will Spencer was hired, I said something. I was like, this is a, this is a great move for Microsoft. They're thinking ahead, okay? Microsoft is just going to come up and be like, and just, just shove PlayStation off the edge, and Microsoft is going to be at the top, and PlayStation is going to be at the bottom. And while they're going way to the bottom, they're going to look over, and they're going to see Amazon, and they're going to see Google, and they're going to see Apple, and they're going to see a bunch of other people coming up behind them. Because when you're at the top, you got to fall. You, you can't always stay at the top. Do you, do you believe that this is the last generation of gaming systems? The one coming out right now? I think there'll be, I think there'll be one more. It'll be an iteration of what's happening now. You won't have... This will be... We don't even know the design. Well, we do, we do know the Xbox. The systems are going to get smaller and smaller, right? Smaller and smaller. Meaning, it's going to happen up to a point where I can see, like, Samsung teaming up with Xbox, and then you buy a Samsung television, and your Xbox is already in, installed into the system, right? Right. Like, I can see stuff like this. Apple's been trying to do this for years, Right? This is why Apple was trying to buy Sony, because Sony makes some of the best televisions out there at the time. So if, so if Apple bought Sony, then they can start implementing the actual uh, in the system. What's that, buddy? Sure. Thank you very much. Um, can start supporting the system that they're already embedded into the television set itself. Right. So I think this is the way we're going to see it. So this could be the last bigger box system that we see it the next iteration will be like a hockey puck like the apple tv type of size thing or or stadia but with actual games right like a stadia where you just plug it into the back of your television so yes i do believe this might be the la the next or the last large system um and then going forward it'll be something else inside that corsair is selling pcs that have ps4s and xbox inside them well there you go right so they're they're already getting there and, and the more they sell, the better the technology gets. And the better the technology gets, the exponentially, we talked about this last week as well, the, the knee of the curve, right? The knee of the curve is where it took 10 years to get to this point. And then once it gets to this point and then starts to go up, right? What it did over in 10 years, it does in like one, right? You see what I'm saying? The exponentially gets faster and technology keeps going up faster and faster, so PlayStation, if they don't watch themselves and start signing good deals and start doing stuff, they're going to be a company that you forget about. Because remember, PlayStation wasn't around. Remember Sega Dreamcast? Remember Sega Dreamcast? Where's that now? Right? Where's Sega now? Well, say, say, listen, Sega Dreamcast is like Stadia. They're, they, they, they was too, it was too early for that type of thing, and it wasn't supported. Time. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, look, Atari was here, and Atari was gone. Right? Sega was here. Sega was gone. Sony's here. Mike's son will grow up to be 20 years old and be like, Sony made video games, right? Do you see what I'm saying? Like that could happen that fast, okay? Exponentially faster than it did in the past because technology is just, whoop, it'll just leave you behind, man. You either jump on the bandwagon of technology or you get left behind in the past and you'd be called, be called a boomer, okay? That's what you're, right? Sony, Sony right now could be a boomer, okay? 
Uh, so that's it. That's the show. Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast. Uh, over Goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Episode 205 is in the can. We're here live every single Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern on Mixer.com slash 30 and Still Gaming. You can watch the past broadcast on YouTube slash 30 and Still Gaming. I'm behind on episodes there. I think episode 201 is up there right now. We've dealt the 202, 3, 4, and 5 now. So by next Thursday, I should have all of these up and running. Also, you can catch us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Uh, the stat is in the chat. If you're in chat live, you can hit that that button right there to go to Anchor.fm. If you'd like to support this podcast in any way, shape, or form, you can head over to the Anchor uh, Anchor link. And you, as little as 99 cents, you can support us. You don't have to pay anything at all. We've done free episodes for five years. This is season six. We've been doing it since May 24th of 2005. Or I'm sorry, 2015. Jesus, not 2005. 2015. So if you like this format, if you like this podcast, come back on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Or go watch the YouTube or go listen on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm. I do appreciate you guys listening and watching. Make sure you follow Sarge at Sarge Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. Make sure you follow me at Twitter at 30 and Still Gaming. Make sure you follow the show. And as is what we say, if we don't see you, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for watching. Take care, guys. Two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.